commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the dune seas of Tatooine, I'm Grace Thunberg, and you're listening to Gorwell News, your trusted alternate news service, providing in-depth coverage of the most latest stories from around the galaxy. Now here's your second rundown for February 3rd, 2022. The Book Report of Boba Fett. And now, we are host Ben Grant Adam to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 6. From the desert, a stranger comes. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Rex. How, how are we going to talk about this? Because <laughs> I'm lot, still man. convinced. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm still convinced how, it's how a How do you eat a Raftar one bite at a time? At, at, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Marshall's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great in. Instead of everyone's going to want to talk about you know who and you know what, and we'll get there. The most stylish human in yeah. Current let's talk Star Timothy Wars. Oliphant a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, can we talk about the crane down from the evaporators? Like yeah, you know, like, the antenna yeah. right in the beginning. Like were you not just swept away? Like wow. Like yeah, especially Filoni's been like Helga storyboarding this, like penciling this in secret forever. I bet this, this is entire <laughs> episode. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the third live action episode directed by Filoni in the series. Didn't he have one in season one and one in season two of the Mandalorian? More, but third or fourth? Maybe it's the fourth. The Ahsoka episode. I don't. I thought he did one in season one. one? I don't think he did one in season one. So is this even his second? But we'll double check. Did he not do one and two of season one with five? I think he did do number one. Wasn't he? Didn't Uh, he do the first episode? Yeah. yeah. This is good good podcasting right here. Isn't it great? We know our facts. I'll Google. Um, But my point is, is like similar to last week, we talked about Bryce Dallas Howard's third episode and how much the style in Star Wars has progressed for her. Same thing with Filoni. Like he can teach three episodes or two episodes or four episodes and whatever it is. He can teach a master class in directing Star Wars. Like it, it was. I mean, this yeah. thing felt like a movie and written by John Favreau and Filoni. With you know, yeah. just initially right off the bat, mm-hmm. we hear just this like wonderful, gritty, like Western, you know, so, like twang, and it's just it's obviously Cobb Vanth, and yeah. he's like, y'all know who you gentlemen are like. He and he's like think and then like shoots them all down. He's like think it through. Like think it, he's like the lines like just the yeah. writing in this scene was like amazing. It was honestly one of the best sort of like Someone, western moments like a big I've seen in a Oliphant fan in there. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, like Favreau like knows how to write Oliphant. Yeah. perfect. it's like justified in space. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Do you think he knows perfect. how to write it's Oliphant, perfect. or he just Oliphant. he just gets Oliphant and says, "Here's what we're doing. Just Oliphant it up. Just just do yeah. your Oliphant." <laughs> yeah, he's like. Here's he what actually ad libbed that, that was that whole just scene. make this, yeah. uh, you know, yours, you know, yeah. yeah. He just that's how he talks. He was just like, oh, I mean, you so Grant or Ben, you might know this off the top of your head, and I can't think of his name. Who did Deadwood? The the creator. Do you remember his yeah. name? Listen, I just Googled Dave Filoni did two episodes the last season. Then I can Google this. After. Two episodes last season. So he's done three. Oh, wait, no, uh, two two episodes David, in the first season. David he Milt. did uh, David the Gunslinger Milt. and yeah. uh, he did the first he did the season opener. Right. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um. So yeah. and now, Grant, you you got the name. Who is it? Yeah. David Milch. Mil- David Milch. 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 Yeah. So Milch Man. was famous for in Deadwood going to his trailer, 
rewriting scripts, rewriting scenes immediately and coming out and handing them to the actors and be like, say yeah. this now. I'm yeah, sure so that happens like all the time. Changing the sides real quick. Yeah, but like, this was like, this is like Hollywood legend, yeah. like how he did this. And especially for the actors, because the actors had no time to rehearse. So that, I think, speaks to Oliphant's ability to just inhabit this character. Yeah. And this character is very much the character. He's very Deadwood. diplomatic, though. He's yeah. Like, he's yeah. Like, consequently, like, no laws have been broken. If you collect your wares mm-hmm. and go back from where you came from, like, we can chalk this up to reading the map wrong. You know what I mean? Like, he just, like, <laughs> pulls them out. Like, it just, like, <laughs> fixes the situation immediately. Tells them they can go back the way they, they came and, and not traffic their drugs through his territory. Yeah. And literally, that, that is what this episode's about in a huge, in a major way, which is the trafficking of spice through Tatooine. It's like, yeah. it's almost not harped on enough that this is like a major issue in the show that yeah. Boba Fett is going to resolve kind of heroically. Mando sees this yeah. almost as like a heroic stand against the spice running. And, and in the beginning yeah. here, we see Cobb Vanth, you know, making his stand. Uh, well, it's cool. similar in Ma movies, how you demonstrate the difference between and again, this is from a criminologist. Yeah. Good mobsters <laughs> versus bad mobsters. It's usually <laughs> who's involved in the drug trade, right? Yeah. Seems to be the the, the delineation yeah. of who's who's heroic and who's the villain. And that's how they're gonna do it in this show, which makes this a lot actually, of sense. It, this actually felt quite uh intimidating. Like there there's a there's a terrifying element to this uh scene. It almost felt like 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 a Cormac McCarthy kind of like novel or something. It just felt like uh, it felt like, uh, like when the when he says to leave the spice, when Vanth is like, leave the yeah. leave the chest, like unload your wares, like say it, you know, it's a toll or whatever for coming through these parts. And then he's and then, uh, you know, the guy's like, it's worth more than your village. And I was like, that was frightening. Serious. Like that almost yeah. like Malik from, you know, the old Republic. Like it, it was just like cool Vader. It just felt like very you know, uh, terror, you know, instilling it. it. I was, I was yeah. excited by that. It the felt voice, non, go ahead, Ben. So I was just going to say the, uh, the sound design on the voice was, was like, I, that's yeah. what it did for me. Yeah. And yeah. it felt very non Pike like, if that makes sense. Like I, I have not been intimidated by the Pikes necessarily how yeah. they've been in yeah. other things. Yeah. And then suddenly in that one line, I'm like, Oh no, they yeah. are, <laughs> yeah, they are a force yeah. to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like that is great. Yeah. They were intimidating in bad batch. You know, they oh, had yeah, that. Uh, that's the that good point. I forgot about Bad Batch. I mean, he would, they were just killing fools in that cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's in not that cartoon. Cart- so. yeah, not just as, <laughs> you know, it just sounds funny to say that is no yeah. way. That's like a digital video masterpiece. Yeah. It's pretty much from, yeah, the end of Clone yeah. Wars. Sorry. Right it's, through it's Bad It's also Batch. a cartoon, cartoon. And by the way, if you call your comics a graphic novel, they're really comics. It's fine. It's okay to read <laughs> comics, it's okay right. to watch cartoons. Right. Wait, what um, is that? What he's like? He's like these stripes mean I'm the sheriff around here, or like his belt, yeah. like, and his belt buckle, dude. That yeah. belt's gonna be for sale tomorrow at Galaxy's Edge, and oh yeah, I'll <laughs> buy that belt. Just... Yeah, probably not Galaxy's Edge because I don't think it's a uh, period specific. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> no, it could be age. It could oh, be aged. Rusted that's true. Lady. It could be a relic. Andars. Um, the other thing is that scene does a really good job of showing the ethics of. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, right? Of yeah. why well, can't think of his name? Cobb Vanth. Oh. Cobb Vanth. I had his name down, and then once you introduce another person whose name begins with C, which we'll talk yeah. about a little later, it, it's it's erased Cobb Vanth from my brain. Mm, yeah, but tough like it shows his ethics, and part of me is like, I feel like they're setting up in this episode that he's too noble <laughs> to survive on Tatooine, 
Right. Right. Because he has this ability, all this money that he could potentially make by selling these drugs. And well, he just kicks it and, and just lets it go to the desert. Go to dust. Right. I mean, yeah. And then, um, yeah. And the end of this episode leaves me with like, just this lingering question about uh, relating to Cobb Vanth and uh, the future of uh, Freetown and Mostelga. Yeah. Like, I'm, I can't wait to discuss that. And, yeah, in a Mosfelgo show, I think Adam, we were talking before the we were talking before the recording, oh, and you man. were like, I would, I were like, honestly, yeah, I would watch. Yeah, More I mean, like you, do, you, you go in the same right? school. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like we got soft, we got backdoor pilots to two different shows <laughs> in this episode. They're they are now spinning off off their spinoff in this thing. You guys are um, wilding. First scene in this movie, and you're like in this I, show, and you're just you guys are losing your minds. I have one note: it's Cobb Vanth. That's yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> right, but I like I was so in, and I didn't. So good. I had no idea where the show was going. Thank I I I was thoroughly convinced it was not going in the direction it went, and so I settled into like this is a Cobb Vanth. We're recruiting Cobb Vanth, and I'm all in. And the last thing I'll say about it is this episode gave me the one thing I've been waiting for in Star Wars, and it gave it to me twice, and that's a quick draw. There are two quick draws. I thought I was you were going to say Jawas on a crawler with a yeah, Kraken dragon. Skull. I mean, that gave me something I didn't know I wanted and didn't know I needed. And it gave, that episode know, gave me so many things didn't I didn't know I needed in Star Wars. It's just like Filoni's hitting you over the head or Fabro really with the, the script. But it's just like one crazy thing coming into your eyeballs after another. Yeah. And let's, that was, yeah, the, the crate dragon being like hauled away was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Let's not skip ahead, though. Let's, we'll, we'll get to Mos Pelgo, which is, I think, again, I agree with you, Adam. I think it'd be a, a, real, a legendary, iconic location for. Yeah, uh, it's like one street. Series, it, it one is, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 And now it has um, crate dragon bones supporting the roof. Yeah, it does. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, that cantina, that's really, that's a nice establishment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this 10 minutes of this episode. <laughs> so this cut, I immediately thought of Ben when it was just like the low angle of Mando flying the N1. Mm -hmm. Like that, that angle's yeah. disgusting, dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's so pretty. Like just, it just Carly. Feels like it's, it's, he feels hemmed in there. It feels tight, but like, it's a good shot. Like it's, it, it relays the, like how, how yeah. small that cockpit is and how close he is to space. And yeah, there I was, I watched this with my wife, my favorite moment. Because she is does not dig on the prequels, she begrudgingly said, "Is that ship landed? Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking ship." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, That's it is. Funny. That's one thing Filoni always knows is like one of the key pieces to any good Star War is the long shot from the ship coming through atmosphere mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. the terrain into like wherever whatever the landing pad is. Um, they do it there, and then he does it again when he lands in um, in Jabba's palace. And it's yeah. like it takes like six, seven, eight seconds to like to go through. But that's that's what I'm here for because it's like that puts you there and just take that time to do it. But yeah, seeing yeah. him come in over over the Pelago as well. And the sound design is really next. Oh. It's wonderful. It um, warms my heart every time I hear yeah. that engine roar. The exposed parts really lend to like the vibrations through space and whatnot. It's really something yeah. else uh, guys this is <laughs> this like get the tissues like i don't know i was like i needed to i didn't like had to pause i was like i need to pause this episode and like go sit down and come back yeah uh, this is where you see the. it's actually like a graphic match to the evaporators in the beginning that same crane down but we're now 
we're now craning down on R2's antenna unit. And you oh, know right. it's R2's antenna unit immediately yeah, because it has that that little mesh dish dish that so memorable. Yeah. And uh that so, was just wow. That was whew, that was powerful. Yeah, let's all take a minute about yeah. this shot because I will let me let me clue you in. So so I as we talked about off air, I'm done making predictions about Book Boba Fett. I'm just letting Ben do it from now on. Yeah. Because I'm clearly take a victory lap. I know. Like he yeah, should take all the victory laps because I no longer am on the wavelength of the show. And I'm so happy that I'm off the wavelength yeah. of the show. But I like so I literally said to Carly and Ben sorry, Ben. Ben thinks we're gonna see you know who. I'm like, that's never gonna happen. And she never <laughs> on the same page. And then and then we come to the planet and we see R2 and I'm literally like it's after dinner. So I'm like relaxing on the couch. And then I just hunch forward with my like my elbows on my knees, like in my hand in my in my and then I sat like that for the next 45 minutes. Like I was just like, no, 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 this is not happening. Like like everything. And I'm like everything I kept going. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know who's not going to be there. It's going to be like he's away from keyboard right now. And then we get 30 minutes with him. Anyway, we'll get there. But like, let's talk about R2. First I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that was ben, a slap go. in the face. Ben. It was a slap in the face. I didn't. I was like, I didn't even expect to see that character at all. I mean, I know I was no. talking about going there, but I just forgot about R two, and yeah. like to see him first, it was amazing. Yeah, and yeah. fun. So Mando lands there. Yeah, meets up with R two because you see that R two has been signaling him. I guess that's the yeah, that's the, the waypoint for the Jedi Temple. Right. Yep. Or at least the one uh, they gave. Yeah, it's a bamboo world. We should say that it's a forest. Yeah, sort of bamboo. World. Yeah, still really unnamed world. Stunning. Planet. Still unnamed. Something different. We haven't yeah. seen something like this in Star Wars. Which Craggy, is rocky, yep. bamboo, um, mountainous terrain as well. Uh, really beautiful, majestic valleys, rivers, um, lots of scenery shots, and lots of like, hey, let's yep. we float back, we float down into the industrial antenna in R two and. Mm-hmm some of the metallic, you know, objects and elements. And then we, we float upwards into vistas and beautiful scenery of, yeah. in, on this planet in this episode. And we get some real original trilogy wipes. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed that. Yeah. They leaned in on the, on well, the, the vignette. There's a vignette yeah. flashback in this that is like <laughs> really reminded me of Anakin's, you know, all his nightmares. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like all over again, but with a different character. Sweaty, sweaty. It nightmares. made Anakin's nightmares cool because you're like, oh, that's just how it works. You just have yeah. that terrible vignette. <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> why you get that. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, there's like Filoni's like, see, I mean, like, he really understands Lucas and like what his moves and his tendencies are. And I felt like this was very, I, I felt like a very Lucasian. Yeah. Uh, oh, the MO of the show is what would George do? They, they yeah. talked about it openly. They're like, Oh, we just think about what would George do about it in this, right. in this scene with this character. So that kind of brings me to, this might get us off track for a second, but you know, what the heck, this is an episode that's probably going to end up being three hours because how do you not talk <laughs> about this episode for three hours? Like <laughs> So much so, happened. I need to process so it with somebody. And, and there's so much. I, I only watched this once because I almost didn't want to watch it a second time. A, I didn't have time. B, I thought that didn't happen. Like it was I, I was afraid yeah, I was rewatching me. Like it would be like that's not the episode I saw. <laughs> but there's within this like two minutes where he lands, we have a uh, Nabubian starfighter. <laughs> I'm doubling down Nabubian. No. Um, right. We have we have like R two. We then have Luke's. Um, 
academy being built, which we saw in the, those in the sequel trilogies cool. and yeah, those droids. The builder droids. Oh, and we have the Mandalorian. The music at that moment. And hold on. Oh, yeah, we will get that there. That moment was unreal, honestly. So was... Filoni and Favreau were able to weave in every single generation of Star Wars in yeah. two minutes. And this is the thing that's getting me really annoyed about the online people saying, see, this is a love letter to the this or that. And he's, he's no. Or they are fitting they here are, because of this. Exactly. They're like, voiced no, no, no. This in is just Star Wars. Organically riffing yeah. on what was yeah. Return and, of the Jedi. And like, you know, that's it. Like, not to get simplified, but you know the old phrasing, a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. That's what yeah. the Mandalorian yeah. and Boba Fett's doing. It's raising the prequels, oh. the original, and the sequel trilogy all at once. Mm -hmm. Like It's just building this world up, pulling yeah. everything together in this beautiful way. I was thinking about how many uh, different authors and creators characters were in this show. Yeah, well, there's quite a few. I'm not going to go point. through all of them, but I will say Chuck Wendig's, you know, made uh, made Cobb Vance. Right? Oh, right. So, You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. And, um, Good point. That's a great character. But then there's you start thinking about it. There's certainly Lucasian characters in there. There's Filoni made characters in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's there's just like a lot of different input. But uh, but these droids, these builder droids, um they've just gone to like the, the top of my droid list. Like I love these droids. They're they kind of rock cool. with their little grabber hand. Like I love that. It just doubles as a head. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. My head cannon like, is those are um, new Republic surplus that like he was able yeah. to like Leah was able to pocket for him because they looked like brand new droids and they were all marked in like the new Republic uh, color shield and all that. That's my head cannon. So as I've talked about before, I watched these. Carly and I watched these with subtitles because kids sleeping upstairs. Right. And because um, like those are cool androids. And then 30 seconds later, you hear you hear the noise and it says android makes noise. So they're oh, called really? androids. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, yes, it's exactly what those are. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. And they move like ants. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene, and they're it, they're clearly building what looks like a Jedi temple. It looks like an ancient Jedi temple, like what you, we see on Octu, and what we mm -hmm. see, what we saw, you know, what Luke's temple looked like before the um, its destruction. Uh, so pretty cool. It it didn't seem like the same planet as the planet shown in the flashback in Force Awakens, or it did to me. Last Jedi, it did. Okay, yeah. I, 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 look I also it, it, it also looks like, like the one in the comic. Yeah, I gotta look. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember the, the comic where they like is that Kylo Hill? Red? Yeah, there. Uh, yeah. That one. Yeah, I think it would. That was it. The rise of Kylo Ren. Had the flashbacks with the. I think with him yeah. Training. You see the thing on the hill. I don't know. I mean, it looks a little different, but it, it's it was close enough for government work for me. Right. Yeah, I assumed it was too, and and based on Wikipedia, which is not the end all be all, they are identifying all of this as being part of all of that narrative that this is Luke's academy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that just they have to clear clear out some bamboo to create that sort of the the, the scenery that I saw in in that flashback. But um, yeah, I believe it. Uh, it's uh, it's so cool because it, you know, as we know, uh, this is this is we're now going to see Luke and and what we know we can infer now that Luke and Grogu are together. And ultimately, what we learn in this episode, and it's not a huge reveal, but it's just something that I just I, it kind of an epiphany to me, which is like Luke's first apprentice is First. Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that I, is so beautiful. The poetry of yeah. that is that's yeah. beautiful. I that's would take that fun. a step further actually. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like he might not have even thought about being a teacher until he found Grogu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. You know? I think he learned and how to like, teach. Like you know what? Yeah, he was yeah. enough to push him over the edge, be like the force is telling me to, you know, build a Jedi school and here we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's really interesting. I, I didn't think about that, but that makes sense. He was well, probably out there, just yeah. trying to, so. yeah, trying to figure out like what is the Jedi? What's it, like on a quest to get Jedi artifacts and learn about being a Jedi? And then this came to his yeah. across his radar. He's like, well, now I'm a teacher, I guess. Right. Yeah, and, but, and, yeah. Cause he couldn't yeah. pass up a, a creature that looked just like Yoda. Like he, there's no. no way. His sentimentality, he's like, wow, I get to give back. Or I mean, it's definitely a sign from the force, right? When it, like your master's like same well, species. There's a beautiful moment just... in this where he's like, you know, I'd like to tell you about someone who you remind me of. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. He yeah. talked in riddles. Quite a um, bit. Was, yeah. Did you really... love that, Grant? Because like I was, I know how oh, much I was like, Yoda that was my was moment. Like... I was like, oh, they're finally yeah. honoring, you know, what I, what I, Yoda gets a short shrift, you know. I think a lot of people see Yoda as someone no who's intended and 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 stubborn. And Luke had to do his own thing, and and Yoda's not yeah. seen as kind of winning the day. Uh, but I feel like he's his teachings like were really the light that prevailed. Like they're the yeah. things that got us through all of it, and I think that's key. No, I literally think of I mean, it's so dumb. I'm like 42 and I'm living my life, but like. I will often in my mind repeat Yoda Yodaisms to myself at yeah. times when I'm struggling because it's their wisdom. Like they're it's dumb, but there are things there. I um you know, I the other thing about this is that I feel like it really is honoring that character. And there's a couple of moments where it it could have felt like fan service or like schlocky fan service. <laughs> But they yeah. were able to do it in a way that I'm like, that's there's like, a lot of here's service. there is, but like it it works. And the other thing there is, there was about this, no like, schlock in this. I was surprised. no, I was like, I, the they backed away elements. when they almost got there a couple of times. The other right. thing is, I felt nothing while watching this episode, and it's similar to when I watch a new Star Wars movie for the first time, because I couldn't allow myself to feel anything because I was I would have been a mess. Yeah. So I kind of like it's weird. The first time I watched this, I watched it. I just shut myself down and was like very analytically watching <laughs> this episode. And now yeah, I have it playing I, next to me and talking to you guys. Lines. And I think I might cry. I promise like, you these air. lines will be in like future trailers because there's yeah. such beautiful sound bites where he was like, oh, he was small like you, but his heart was huge and the force was strong in him. Oh. I was like, oh, these are like, oh. yeah, this is yeah, describing Yoda. Yeah. He once said to me, size matters not. And that's where this pays it pays 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 that off basically yeah. like that yoda scene from empire is pays off in this episode and it's it makes perfect sense it's actually like highly organic that luke would say that in this moment just teaching this student and um he following the power yeah. you know the um, grogu's abilities with the force like he yeah. yeah following that lineup we also get a bit of a hint at maybe where some of this might be going because Luke then pointedly asked Grogu, did anyone else back home speak like that? Do you remember yeah. back home? He tried to probe a little bit and like, yeah. like what's your background? Like, what's <laughs> yeah, the Yoda plan? Like, yeah. I feel like that was the meta fan service. Yeah. Bit, though, where it was like, we are like, want to know where y Yodas are. But like, I, I love that. That's yeah. deep. Groups. Like that's everyone wants to know that, you know? Yeah. And it then, also feels like Luke would be curious about that too. Yeah, Luke would. He would be yeah. like, "Where are you from?" We've never, I never have never seen like species like you. And Yoda wasn't native to Dagobah. It was like he just chose that world, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he just chose of, it. It's not his. It home. was a dark side world, and he yeah. hide himself in the dark side. Yeah, yeah. that's fascinating to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it just 
really beautiful moment. Uh, I don't want to skip over the like the the, the frogs and the the, the bit the comedic mm-hmm. comedy bit where Grogu is just again trying to just eat <laughs> this, like Cyclops yeah. frog and like Luke is Luke's like telling him to focus and then Luke starts to levitate like all the frogs to almost show him like if you do center yourself if you do like home yeah. the force like anything can be yours but then at that point hopefully you found balance you know through your attunement you know and it's just like that's kind of the cycle i feel like luke's trying to work into grogu in this episode and this is a great moment of potential for grogu this whole like yeah. this episode feels like a big crossroads episode oh, yeah, for i feel like the, the most development for grogu we've had for yeah the past yeah. which let's it's like this is a Grogu. This is, i'm gonna say this out front this is a Grogu episode. Like, it is. Choice one. In the book of Boba Fett. So that's where I want to pause for a second yeah. and pull back from an yeah. analytical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Because what is this show? I don't know what this show is. Because the first four episodes were the book of Boba Fett. Then episode five was an episode of The Mandalorian. And episode six was a Grogu episode. They're building this weird, interesting world where they're just like, we'll just tell whatever you know, like, story they, feels organic to they it. They could have worked in some yeah. pikes who like saw Mando as he was getting pulled over by X-Wings. And then they could have had a, like Ahsoka could have been said, told Luke that Mando's <laughs> right. running with Boba or something. That's <laughs> Don't forget Ahsoka's and then in this you just work in the Boba thread through those outer stories, like just a little bit. Just yeah. to the point where it stays Boba related in some way. Yeah. And that, that way it's like, you don't have all this criticism. But I don't care. Like, honestly, I was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. this is amazing. They're like spoon feeding me some of the best Star Wars I've ever I... seen. Like, laid eyes on. It's That's the thing. I think part of it is, let's not treat these as separate shows. Yeah. Let's just treat this yeah. as season one was The Mandalorian. Season two is also the Mandalorian. Season three was Book of Boba Fett. Season four will also will now be the Mandalorian again, right? Like it's just it's part of a large story. And these are, as you know, when they did the Investors Day last year, they said these two shows and Ahsoka are going to intertwine and lead to an event. And so they're just doing the intertwine thing that you really just can't yeah. watch one with the other. And I'm okay with. It. I mean, mm-hmm. if they, oh no, because of this, I had to watch an episode with Luke and Grogu. How sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just like wild. The people critique this and be right? like, "There's yeah. not enough Bobo, Boba in this Grogu yeah. and Luke." And I know, but we got like we got like yeah, we got All two Boba episodes there. last season in Mandalorian. Right. Oh, uh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of they yeah they pay back. If I yeah, it does make me wonder if they're like this is one show and they're like maybe this is how we do it. But uh, it does ultimately that question doesn't even need to be answered. I almost feel like you could have exchanged showing Mando's impatience by being like, is there anyone alive here? Like, is there anyone here? Like, what is this, a bench? Like, do I have to wait here? How long do I have to wait here? Like, instead of doing that scene, I think you could have done something where Ahsoka's like, I know he's running with Boba Fett and had Luke comment on that. And like, in that, in that time, you know what I mean? Like, in that, those, those precious seconds, like those precious minutes right there, you know, like, well, it was like, because I don't know. I mean, I guess they're showing he that's the impatient path, but I felt felt forced to me. It felt like just trying to create the dichotomy that Mando's impatient. I feel like Mando's super patient. Like, I feel like Mando's very tact. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The fact but that he's... he sat on the bench and then lied down, like, that's something. Like, he didn't yeah. just go storming yeah. off in the woods looking for... That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, when I, I'm seeing that, I, I'm there with Din Djarin. I desperately fell in love with a puppet like i just like, yeah. can't wait to for them to rejoin i'm i'm like on that that storyline really a whole lot 
but before we get into that, we yeah. skipped right over the like flashback that Luke. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we're right, yeah. We you know that's where we're at. Side note: we're that's 13, where we're, at. we're 13 Pretty minutes into this episode. Oh my gosh, you're actually keeping track. What are you guys <laughs> doing? Well, because like I have it, I have it playing in the background. Scrubbing through the, the show. I, I, no, I have it playing in the background. We gotta, and I, I can move us at a pace if you no, want. You I don't think you, I don't think you no, can. can because ever rush. I have this rush. show playing in the background on my iPad, and I keep having to swipe left to pull it back because we're taking that long to talk about it. Oh my god! And like 1309 is when the flashback starts. <laughs> All right, this flashback is incredible. Uh, yeah. We basically see, you know, the 505, uh, what, 501st, right? Anakin's yep. It's, it's Anakin's, yeah. Looking you know, down uh, the barrel of the 501st. Yeah, and it's like 20 of them storming down a hallway, um, firing at three Jedi, you know, yeah, and, three unnamed and, Jedi. and Grogu's in a, what looks like a little, like, um, pod like the same sort of like crib like pod that we saw probably in the nursery area of the jedi temple i imagine but it's definitely the attack on the Je jedi temple it's order 66 uh, it's that that night um it's just tragic those three jedi die and then it looks like the clone troopers are just encroaching on grogu and then end of flashback there's more to this flashback yeah there is yeah there is <laughs> yeah is there was, you know chance? what i just thought of just as you're saying that it. Yeah. I think, and I think we mentioned it before, Captain Rex probably. Yeah, I think like I that was his first moment, and he's oh, like, "I can't kill." Helmet comes off, and it's like, "I can't." Well, no, because Rex, this. Rex is out of there at that point, so it would have to be another like random. But I do think he was, uh, Grogu was saved by a clone trooper. Based I, on that, I like that. Is there a chance to shoot a baby? More and more, honestly, if it's like we can work on a clone trooper and all this, and it's like the one that yeah. saved Grogu, and it's like it's <laughs> a new clone that character's worked into the plot. Yeah, yeah. Let's Maybe do it. someone we've never heard of before because he wanted sure. That makes more sense. Yeah. Or we like the redemption of Anakin Skywalker quite a bit in this whole thing. Is there a chance that of everything Anakin could oh. bring himself to strike down a baby that looks like Yoda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense because Yoda's always been there to help him. You know, he's been like his therapist. Yeah, <laughs> but but in, in a, someone needed to take that baby into yeah. a spaceship and fly it somewhere like that is true like, someone he was not capable of like, getting a sophie symbol on like the wall but i was like is she around at that point like i don't she was at that point i don't know wasn't she know. yeah she made oh wait no she's the she wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been there she was yeah excommunicated or right like that was yeah because that would that was before order 66 i'm guessing it's yeah. i'm guessing it's plo Koon, honestly like come on like i know we you saw have the starfighter but no it's like, he was in a starship I on, um oh. uh it's floaty though he'll like rewrite it it's, <laughs> still, it's i mean guys it's jacasta new we know it's all jacasta new so let's move on yeah jacasta new right that was our leading thing <laughs> This is again losing my mind. I'm like, am I watching the prequels right now? Like, am I watching the storm, yeah. the temple from Grogu's eyes? I did not think we'd get that, but it was like <sighs> sequel. We went to a sequel like landscape, and then yeah, suddenly we're in a prequel landscape. Then we have Luke. I mean, here's the thing: how expensive was this episode? Because apart from Captain Marvel, the movie Captain Marvel, this is the most screen time we've had for a de-aged person. Wait. And it's a yeah. show. It's an episode yeah. of a TV show. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's it was beautifully awesome. composited. Like that beautiful overlay. Like it this oh, time around, so Luke looks incredible. There's only one time I think when it's don't look at the mouth. Actually, when when Grogu's coming out of the flashback, where there's like a side, it just doesn't look mm. proportionately like Hamill. But other than that, it's 
perfect. Like for stop. how much screen time? Like they have clearly yeah. worked on this because they may want to use this asset again. We'll talk about that later. Oh, he just like hangs out and has conversations with. Yeah, people. there's no like that blew me away. The room like quick entrance, quick exit. It's I, like, I did not no, think he's he like he's that. like taking his time. And no, like, that's why I, they hired that so dude. That like from, right, that's Luke Skywalker. And they wouldn't have hired him if they weren't going to yeah. use him. You know, I really thought like I thought. A, he wasn't going to be there. There'd be some excuse of like he's out doing X, Y, and Z. Then I thought, oh, well, they'll have him. But for a couple of shots, they're not going to like do a lot with him. And then they gave him like <laughs> all of the screen time with conversations and like things to do, including, a, I mean, we'll get there, a lightsaber training montage. Yeah, there's a there's a training montage in this. <laughs> episode oh, which we got Jedi training in Book of Boba Fett. That's kind. I mean, that's wild to me. The uh, the sound design coming off uh, his uh, lightsaber, it's yeah. just like, and he like did the. I swear it's Yoda's the, lightsaber, guys. Oh, uh, we're not there yet. We're oh, not, sorry. Oh, we, sorry. We, we, let's see. We're about yeah, forty five minutes into this, so we have about an, we have an hour and thirty eight minutes until we can talk about Yoda's lightsaber. <laughs> Guys, oh, oh my gosh, sorry. it is in this though. That it again, is. also, I yeah, that I did. Sorry, that was the that. moment where I hope you guys thought of me in that moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that whole thing, like the whole, yeah, the troopers, all this. I was like, oh, Grant is in there's head. so much going on. Yeah, there's <laughs> all right. So, you're just talking about how sweet his moves are in that little bamboo. Well, in the sound design on his uh, lightsaber, oh, it's like so it's, it's like takes me back to Return of the Jedi, you know. It's a very distinct uh, labor uh, lightsaber ignition. Yeah. So. And he, I swear he was doing moves that were from Return of the Jedi, like some of his. It did. It looked it looked like his style. Like it looked like Luke. Yeah. Like it looked like how Luke fights. And so we come back from the flashback and then we cut back to Mando. Yeah. And yeah. someone else just is in frame. Oh, suddenly. Yeah. Another <laughs> just major character. Yeah. Just is there. Uh yeah, so we get Ahsoka. But yeah, we get Ahsoka when, you, when you guys were young, did you ever get Lucky Charms and pick sure. the cereal out and yeah. just yeah, go yeah, yeah, all yeah. marshmallows? Well, I mean, yeah, that's I what like this episode is. It's all marshmallows. It's yeah. all. Or it's like it's like it's like was the Captain Crunch? Oops, all berries. What was that cereal they did? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have one of those? Like, oops, yeah. all berries. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the oops, all berries of the Mandalorian series. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be there true. You go. Um, Nothing but marshmallows for you. That and. I, crazy just seeing her leaning up against the, the tree no. hanging out i'm an old friend of the family i was like oh, what that oh that yeah awesome. that line slayed me let's go we wait i thought she was like leaving to find thrawn though like last time i saw her she's like no pit stop hanging out with luke like she's all over the place she's got time it's up uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, this is also like she's like involved i bet she's curious about grogu you know yeah and once she was she found well, out she knew yoda and i think everyone's like oh is this the next like beacon of light of like yeah. This and this character, Luke will put a order together, but this character would theoretically carry the order through yeah. a thousand years. You know? yeah. Right, right. Like this will be far beyond that's when Luke's point. gone. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a really good point. That's remarkable. Um, episode by Luke. That's the that's that's the through line through all of the next future of Star Wars. Um, so the thing about this is too is that like last episode that we saw Ahsoka, she was very much Ahsoka, but she was on a mission. Ahsoka, so we got very serious, right. except for a couple of scenes. This portrayal felt to me more like the Ahsoka we saw in a lot of the Clone Wars, of just kind of like, it, not that, like, like I'm so excited for the Ahsoka show because this just felt like that character. Like, yeah. and Rosario slayed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, she definitely she like, felt yeah, thoughtful, but also like thoughtful. um sort of like very zen, like the yeah. representation of zen. Like her sabers were awesome. Like yeah. just seeing her outfit, it, like her her drip is her like drip. next level. Another <laughs> drip. Yeah. Like I don't know, like if, if I could be any Jedi, like Ahsoka Zano is like pretty sweet. Like she's pretty got sweet. the get up. Yeah. Like okay. I don't know, she's got custom Definitely custom custom outfits and uh, like, can we talk about Luke's commode? We, we like been talking yeah. about Luke and like Ahsoka and like we're not even talking about what, like what they look like. They look insane. Like yeah. Luke's wearing. It's not just the last the Return of the Jedi, you know, like you know, um, reverse collar thing that he's got. It's right. It's a black kimono. And yeah, it is. Yeah. It's tucked beautifully, and it's like, what is this Luke? And then like, how does this Luke, you know? Be, being the you know learner of Yoda, someone as enlightened and wise as Yoda, like I just like I don't know how this Luke ever steers wrong. It's just it's kind of like, and if he does steers wrong, I don't know how it's not like self sacrifice in some in some just like straightforward way where it's like yeah, I've got to end myself. It's like he's so good, like he's just lawful good, and he's just be, yeah. beautiful character. Uh, beautiful can't, characterization. Can't judge anyone by their worst day, Grant. That's what I've always been told. <laughs> I just think Yoda would never do such a thing. And then when you know, in when you see that Luke would, you know, I don't know, just I guess people slip the dark side. It happens, but um, yeah. I really feel like the Yoda through line was happening in this episode. I really feel like Yoda. I feel like Yoda got through to Luke in a major way. Like that's almost like the oh, yeah. breakthrough I yeah. thought was important about the original trilogy and why the prequels almost like play to that in a big way where it's like everyone was too busy bodied to listen to Yoda. And then like it took a kid in a swamp to like actually gain the knowledge from this, like this being. And then I thought he would carry that knowledge forward and he did. And I think that knowledge is still, you know, um, right. I think it's the part of, right. Like you get rid of all the noise and the surrounding. Like you look at the prequels, they're surrounded by this pomp, and circumstance and there's just all all these other things going on that it's it's hard it's easy to lose the signal right of what's important about mm-hmm. being a jedi and then you boil it down to when you get to empire like you said it's a kid and a master in a swamp yeah. together yeah and that's where the true learning happens yeah. right in and a very challenging location too like yeah super challenging location um this yeah. location is a little more blissful it's a little serene oh, i, I really really love this planet um yeah. but ahsoka's just chilling against a tree hanging out <laughs> and she's she's saying oh this will be luke's the first jedi temple like luke's and this will be this will be a jedi temple and like and here like grogu will become luke's first student and like all this kind of stuff and i was just like is she really saying this right now i was like this is like what ben talks about on our <laughs> podcast regularly and i was like they can't be doing this like clearly like, you can't get the luke and grogu show but sign you me up. Like if that yeah. happens, like I'm there. We're gonna I get told a you this is gonna be the first Disney half Club. of this episode, and uh, they even did it better. They kind of flashed back and forth to this scene a couple times, which is fun. But um, yeah, but we I spend mean, a lot of time. Yeah, in this a lot of time before, we, I, before we flash back at all. Like yeah, so everything was which, shocking in this thing. Yeah. Like it, how much time they spent with this. Like um, yeah, the fact you got all these lessons and the other flashbacks. It's um and or you know brought into it and all these other places it's yeah i really think he's like trying to grow grogu's power through this like he as he's talking to him he's like he's trying to be like you're super powerful 
you're suppressing all of it. So like, how can I sort of hold your hand right. and take you through it? And he sort of coaxes him to like do things he knows. And then you're trying too I mean, hard. Yeah. yeah. But this yeah, episode that one too. Like, simply do or something. Yeah. He says something. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. He does the do or do. He's like, there's, there's, do or yeah, do not, there's, there's no try. Sure. He just does that back to Grogu from Yoda. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. And it's just a lot of the teachings from Yoda going straight into Grogu, which is, awesome because then now we know grogu will have these teachings <laughs> yeah yeah but we have a fascinating like time frame issue similar to empire which i feel is like purposeful but we get this whole training montage with a lot of wipes and a lot of like scene transitions because we could do an entire season of grogu getting his power back but by you know minute 30 something yeah. this episode he's jumping and flipping and doing his powers like he's like when we see him again, oh. and or we are going to see him again very soon, <laughs> he is going to be a powerful Jedi. Like, like it's or a non Jedi, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. But he's wait, wait, we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode. That's our yeah, big that'll be our thing yeah. at the end here. Stay with us because we are going to predict. We're hopefully, we all there. speculate on Ben will predict and we'll happen. all agree with Ben. Yeah, yeah, actually, Ben <laughs> if will you like, know what's yeah. right for you. Yes, Ben uh, will light some candles. Um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so there's the jump scene, the remote scene. So the spices are flowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like when they animated uh, Grogu, it looked like Yoda. Like when it he did. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some callbacks. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of Easter eggs in this too, by yeah. the way. Like, oh, so many. It's like, I was counting that. I was like, this is nonstop. Um, and, and homages and, and beautiful things like uh, connections, graphic matches. Um yeah, so I keep laughing back yeah. and forth. There's a lot of great moments between Ahsoka and Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man. And then we get to the whole, like, well, let's, let's dive into some, like, the deeper stuff here, which is, like, right. we we get to the big conflict, which is, I came all this way. Like, I just want to yeah. see him, you know? And then he just wants to see. <laughs> he's quick on his feet. You know he just wants to see the kid. And he's like, oh, no, I have this armor for him, and it's his right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Good thinking, man. No, like, good, yeah. good but it's job. like, it's kind of yeah, messed up. Nice. She's making I'm him smarting, feel bad for just wanting I'm to see the kid. The Jedi. <laughs> well, it, it is and it isn't. I, I, think, I think she asked a fair question. Is this for you or is this for him? Which is I, like, that's a pretty heavy question. I mean, I get well, yeah, but it's doing a, it, but like, like it, look at the guy. Yeah, that's like, uh, what is this? I don't know. Like, like I, we were pals. I just feel like Ahsoka's kind of talking out of both sides of her mouth sometimes, where she's like, "Oh no, I do what I want, and I'm outside of everything, and blah blah blah." But like, she is, you know, no, no, she's like that. Though. She does get no. I thought I thought it was perfect yeah. for her character because she does lean into conversations. If you watch Clone Wars, like whatever the conversation is, she's leaning in, she's listening, and she's actually coming up with like the most thoughtful response usually, like. I know, but like, Obi-Wan silently has the most thoughtful response, but he just kind yeah. of share. And then yeah. Anakin's just brash. And it's yeah. like, she is a listener and she solves things and she's very empathetic. And like, that's the, that's the weird thing about Ahsoka is like, and like, I don't know, the whole episode kind of, um, I found to be a little like, just odd in terms of like the attachment like uh, like how how much it deals in attachment and how it's it's just continuing the 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 classical dogma of the jedi and i was and i was like i was just looking at, i was thinking about luke and ahsoka as characters and i feel like ahsoka was always the empath of like all the jedi she was the one who really connected with people and like tried to help anyone yeah. who was in need of help like that was the 
point of her character, really. Like to right. be the real savior yeah, and to yeah. really look out. She's like an idealist, like, yeah, yeah. Jedi should help people, just, period. Yeah, full stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, trying to help, you know, anyone. Yeah. She but it's, which is weird where it's like she wasn't helping the Mandalorian there. <laughs> you could have got, you know, she really tried no. to keep it to give Luke a shot at training the kid. She was but, like, but and that's cold and distant. And that's a little cold and distant. That's what, um, you know, we've seen other Jedi like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, right? Like Obi-Wan in the beginning and Phantom Menace is like, why are you taking on this, this, you know, this other life form? Like, why are we, why are we dealing with this, this kid on Tatooine? Like, Certain Jedi we've seen can be cold, cold. and and shut yeah. down attachment it, it and all didn't. that stuff. Yeah. But Ahsoka to me always felt like someone who was actually like very much in touch with like uh, I guess like the connection, the kind of animal magnetism. But, right. of... but that's why she was asking that question. Like to me, it didn't feel cold distant. It felt like a really thoughtful question that the that she needed to ask the Mandalorian: Is it for him or is it for you? And I think that's a really mm -hmm. valuable lesson or question to ask ourselves yeah. a lot when we think we're doing something yeah. for someone else. I think it it bears if you can to take a moment to ask: Is it for that person or is it for you? Yes, it's a, or, it is it is for, or, or is it for, or also another option? Is. is it for both of us? Which is not an, which is not an option she gave, which is also a valuable option, right? Like we could both benefit from it. And so it didn't to me. I didn't read it that way. I just felt like it was a good question to ask. And if he thought and analyzed and said, "No, I think it's for him because X, Y, and Z," she would have said, "Then go see him," right? right. Like, like that's I think he just needed because. We know, like, it's not about Grogu. He misses his buddy. Like, he misses his pal. Like, right. not, this is like more know, stringent yeah. than the Jedi Order, though. Like in the waning days of like the divided Republic. Like this is like. Well, how is it stringent though? Because she didn't say because don't go. They're like see don't him. even go see him. Whereas like the Jedi Order definitely well, have like, visiting days. No, no, no. Yeah. She didn't say that though. She didn't say that. She asked him a question so he yeah. could self-analyze himself. And he came up with the answer. And it happened to be the one question that would keep him from going up that hill, which is a little manipulative. I'm just going to say. Well, <laughs> or the is it manipulative, or is it the right, or is it the right? Because ben was I, like, I didn't. No, no. It can be both, Adam. You're right. It can be both. It can't be the correct I gotta skip, and the I got to skip to the end of this because what it ends with is it ends with Grogu's decision, which is whose decision yeah. it should be no, at the end. It it all went perfectly. I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. <laughs> it's as if it was a written I'm thing of TV. Like, I, and I have no problem with Ahsoka's character. I just think it's funny that she does kind of, she's like, I don't get myself involved in anything. And then immediately oh, yeah, 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 gets right. herself involved. <laughs> and then I'm in the middle of everything. I mean, yeah. there is a real, there's yeah. there's something real to looking inwards and, um, and not relying on attachment to truly find balance and connection mm -hmm. to the natural world. I believe in that. Sure, that's, that's great. I'm just saying, like, a visit, isn't the end of the world like it's more of just like it's a padme and anakin it's a thing where it's like deep love and sure, I, how'd I, that turn we want to live forever and we want to have power and we want to control the galaxy that's and then and then if i lose her i'll i'll do whatever i have to do to, you know like that's that's prop that's the attachment that's like the, the visiting hours yeah. just seems like that's a little much for luke especially a guy who's like i need my dad even though he's like coated in armor and you know, running around just right. massacring people. Like I, it just, I just, to me, it's like, I always think about that. And then top by Yoda. I don't know how Luke would ever even hurt Kylo Ren. It just doesn't make sense to me. And this episode like illustrates that to me. I was like, oh, it's okay. 30 years in the future. A lot can happen in 30 years. I know. I, know. I had to, especially raising kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I, don't I had, know. I just, my stand It's my stand is Yoda, Luke. I don't know how that happens. And then I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we can go into it or not. Stand. 
because it still doesn't bother me because I think if Baby Yoda had visions of slaughtering tons of people, Blue could have been like, uh, no. You can have this one back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Um, he might put on that chain yeah. mail and wield a club. Oh, I know, but we'll talk about that. At the like, end. That's the ult- that's the infinities I want. I want like he gets the chain mail, he gets like a warhammer. He's like, forget the lightsaber. I mean, I oh, anyway, we'll get to there at the end because anyway, we'll get there. We'll get. Yeah. And now we're, we're that, and now we're reminded now we get the. OK, so, yeah. So uh, Ahsoka manipulates uh, Din Djarin, uh, according to you guys. And yeah. then uh, he leaves. <laughs> no, goes, I don't. She manipulates him. Just, I, just she's me, right to make him ask the question. <laughs> the introspective. Yeah, she single-handedly was, saved whatever scrap. It's a selfish yeah. stimulation for himself. I, I agree. She just, she, like a I'm therapist, saying, she asked a thoughtful, probing question. It's, yes. uh, she felt it's like ready to be dropped. He can yeah. almost lay it like down near them and step away. Like I think he just wants to make sure he's like he saw him from a distance. He's fine. Yeah, he knows he's fine. He knows he's good. He knows he's in good hands. Uh, anyway, uh, and then, and then, oh, and then. For some reason, oh, the Mando goes then decides, all right, well, I'm done here, so I'll go back to Tatooine where I was needed. Right. Right. Also, let's stop there for a second as I just try to move us forward and then I'm completely derail us. Time frame stuff. So here's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Because, because we have Luke talking to Grogu, mentioning things that you think he would have talked to Grogu about previously. Like, oh, by the way, you remind me of someone. I saw yeah. before. Yeah. However, what I just realized is like this show, the book of Boba Fett might have actually started prior to the end of the last season of the Mandalorian. Right. Because we say goodbye to him or, 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 or at the same time, because we say goodbye to yeah. Boba when he drops off everyone at the space station. I, and how long has Boba been actually like on Tatooine pulling his forces together a couple of weeks? It feels like, right. Maybe a couple months max at mass. So, so Grogu's probably only been with Luke for a couple of the same time frame, only yeah. a little while in reality. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. I thought the way I felt was a, like they were flashing back a bit, like they're just flashing back a little bit. Oh, so interesting. You get the full, like, sort of, yeah. like, cause it's like, where do you cut in? Right. So they kind of give you the full training that he's received there. And then it, then you magically catch up at just the right spot and everything's. Mm-hmm. It was like a flash sideways a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that makes sense because it feels like it's very early. Like they've only yeah, they haven't. They just been wanted to tell that long. full story, so they did. Yeah. To me, it's like just throw Jedi training here, and then it's just like it jumbles <laughs> yeah. up the whole timeline. People are or, like, whoa. Or again, if it's what would George do, and we're looking at yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> George is. would not care about yeah. time yeah. frames at all. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? They're little like serial snippets. They're fine. Yeah um that was that's what this felt like in a, in, a, in a big way to me it was like just little serialized vignettes like these little beautiful yeah. little character beats yeah isolated with major um, major characters <laughs> yeah with, with some of the most right crowd pleasing characters in star yeah. wars it was honestly i wasn't ready for it i'm still like overwhelmed um so uh yeah, so the training montage, the remote. Did we do all the jumping and all that stuff? Like Yeah, that... we're gone. We're we're off oh, of yeah. this we're off this planet. Jonah, we're with he, the he gets to Yoda Tatooine. level jumping though, like by the end of yeah, it. it is. Like we had yeah, prequel yeah. jumping, like in this episode. Yeah. It's he back. It's... You thought the prequels were gone, they're back. Oh, uh <laughs> I guess there's a couple of things we should mention before we move on. Uh it's less like training and more like remembering or something like that. Also, can we get that like 
heavy like smock like parka off baby yoda like he right? can't train i know that. he's like gonna what is going like on i am like upset with <laughs> you can't even Luke see his so feet. know how to run this school i'm worried like yoda needs some slim fitting af- like athlete athleisure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. totally yeah he's still in a potato sack <laughs> it's yeah not, not, like, those, not the most breathable the, comfortable i material. can't balance in a branch wearing something like that like are you no way it's always, it's always my excuse it's the outfit i'm wearing um so <laughs> the other thing that's interesting here which is like I, there was a scene where is the problem is I need to stop talking while I'm watching the show or mumbling to myself because <laughs> there's a scene where Ahsoka and Luke are standing next to each other. And I'm like, you were your his father's apprentice. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you going to like? I know you know each other, but come on. And then they well, finally give you that little nod of like, you know, there's so much of your father. And yes. you, were, you remind me of your father. I'm like, yeah. Yes. yeah, you were so much like your father. father. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was like, thank you. That's all I need. I was like, cool. Which version of my dad? Just like yeah. The cool the, version. Like, chill the cool one at the last second or like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like early uh, dad. Yeah, or that was you know, the line before that is. Tyrannical a, dick, tyrannical henchman dad. Yeah. She says that in response to Luke saying, sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it. And again, yeah. Anakin used to say that to Snips. Um and be like, you know, sometimes I wonder if your heart's in it. You know, your heart's got to be in it and all that. So, yeah, uh, I think that was the reference. Of the... No, there, there's a real beauty to her talking about Mando's love. Like, this was a lot about Mando's love for the child in this episode and for Grogu. And um, that was it was, it was it, Ahsoka was the perfect character to talk about that bond. Now that I reflect on it, Adam, so. I do, I do agree. I think that was the perfect moment for, like, perfect person to to do that with Mando because that's the audience, like surrogate, like Ahsoka is basically us being like, how do you feel about Grogu? Because we love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mando's like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I want to see him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And those feelings about Grogu are hilarious, by the way. Like, honestly, I could rewatch it. I just can't read him. And then I, this episode is just really fun. I think Mando is a real highlight of this episode. Just like, there's some real funny. Yeah. Like, Mando's funny in this episode. I don't think Mando's like, does anything. There's like no action with Mando. He's like, basically just like, he's like waiting on a bench and dining people like the entire yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, that's, and that's the next scene. Yeah. The next Drinking, scene. Yeah. Bourbon. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we're 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 back on Tatooine finally. We yeah, Mando's fed in this episode, right? Is that that's what's next, right? But Mando left the armor. We should say that he left the uh, chainmail pouch. He did, yes. Yeah, yeah. That we we know was chainmail. I mean, we saw it being built. So. Yeah. Apparently, we're not supposed to know that, but <laughs> I think we all we kind of saw it in the last episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. Um. So right, so he gets the goes to the meeting. The meeting actually nothing really crazy goes on, right? Um, that was, yeah, yeah. Then that they, was, was just a like Star Wars meeting. forward. They're like, "Hi, this is Mando. He's cool. <laughs> we need foot soldiers. Oh, our extra muscle is here. This is Mando. I mean, or we now have enough yeah. enforcers. He's like, we have Chris Santan and, well, and, and so, Mando. And like, Stop naming good. people. And I was just like, oh yeah. no, like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. And like we have two people. I'm like, no, you need two, more. Two pretty, you, you, pretty. you need more muscle. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. we also there. You know, you also get. Boba on a rancor. I'm actually the, with the pace that they're going through this show. I'm really surprised. I don't think there's enough time to do it, but of course, maybe I'm wrong. There's going to be like a five minute Boba Fett training on a rancor scene. 
<laughs> or he's just going to show up on a Rancor. But I feel like this show would be like they're going to take five minutes and have him train to ride a Rancor and like go you, through the, the travails of that. You might be right. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you are right because you're Ben and you're always right about Book of Boba Fett. So, so you guys, I'm thing. listening. Close. What have you learned? Yeah. So, but here's the thing is like, I wonder because we talked about the fact that there's only seven episodes this season. I wonder if next episode, because these are lengthy episodes, it's like, oh, it's actually a double episode. It's an hour and a half long. Like, I, part of me is wondering if we're going to get like a mini movie at the end of this thing because they yeah. are not worried about skimping on length. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if men, if Boba and the Rancor get upper hand, but Cad Bane, I mean, oh, we'll get there. We're, we're going to yeah, get, we'll there. get there. <laughs> ah, every time. Guys. We'll get there. Every we'll time. We're, we're going to get there pretty coming. quickly, in fact. On the like, edge of the next Right, because now we, we go, uh, he, so now uh, Mando looks for muscle, so he goes to go see Cobb Vanth. Right. Yeah, yep. that's what's next, right? So we, I mean, this is pretty much we can't talk about Timothy Oliphant anymore because he's making a trip, <laughs> right? Some guys like telling him to go park in the flat, like flats. I was like, yeah. So can we talk about Landon. Scott, Deputy Scott, <laughs> Deputy Scott, yeah. or Deputy Dipspit, as I will say? Yeah. That's not oh. what I said, but that does not involve Ben having to uh, <laughs> to blank uh, anything yes. out. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> played by JJ Dashnaw. Oh, cool. Is he the worst or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he the worst I character think... in Star Wars of all time? He takes yeah. the cake. He's yeah. the absolute worst. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard. It's a bit in this episode. Like, yeah. Over and over. This this character is sort of this like real, like, uh, like uh, it's kind of like authoritarian fascist Pepsi deputy, like, like deputy in training who just wants like, He's your local police officer. Yeah, but he's Sorry. really like he's really pushing his limits and like pushing his power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's that kid from yeah from high school that had no friends and became a yeah. Player. It's it's not not wrong. It's so it's so weird because they like they introduce him and they give him like a long shot when they introduce him. It's where I'm like, is this a cameo? Am I supposed to know this actor? Am I supposed to know this character? Is like it, it, well, it's like, classic they did Kurosawa because it it's like a yeah. fool appears and exactly. it's like a wild yeah, yeah. has appeared and it's like that's Kurosawa to me in a lot of yeah. Ways. Yeah, but it's so it funny because I was sitting there like trying at the beginning, yeah. like minute one of this episode, trying to dissect like, oh, am I? Because yeah. I missed we missed the Cami and Fixer thing, and I'm like, who classic? What classic random Star Wars character am I it's missing it. now? Yeah. Like, no, it's just I, uh, I didn't think it was funny. He was like wearing Boba Fett's like uh, jumpsuit. Like they, yep. he shops at the same store as Boba. Oh, Fett. and like Cobb Vance bandana. Like he was yeah. just yeah, aping styles. Uh, God, what a poser! I never liked. I never liked uh, old Scott. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, I feel like Must Pelgos like, and then oh guys, we see a sand crawler on the way in here. With oh the, right, let's not skip over that skull on top, <laughs> and Jawa's just like cheering. That was yeah. Standard. When they see Mando, they're like. Oh yeah, that guy, that thing's flying. It was yeah. like his buddies that sold him the uh, Tiberius Venturi <laughs> vaporizing. Yeah, it, yeah. Also, like, do you feel like there's gonna be like this legend of the Mandalorian told by the Jawas? Because like, I wonder if it's actually some of the off-world Jawas. You're like, right. oh yeah, they brought me the. Uh, I mean, that puts Suka. Yeah. What's it called? The egg. Yeah, Suka. The uh, I think that's it. Yeah. It um, adds to the possibility that he will be the Mandalore, just given that he has these accolades, like taking yeah. down Kraid Dragon, taking down Mudhorn. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see other people doing the kind of things that man, like, all right. Um, monster. So, so Mando's going to watch Boba Fett try to ride a Rancor, and Ooh. he's going to use that knowledge to ride a Mythosaur. 
Mm. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Ben, because oh. you're Ben, and you're always right. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say Mando was going to be able to tame the Rancor or something. I was like, oh, okay. No, I know wow. you like. Well, I do think Boba's going to tame the dark saber, though. I really do think Boba and the dark saber. They're going to trade. I can only have one. That's my have... big speculation point right now: is Boba kills Cad Bane with, or kills someone with the dark saber <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> you're serious. already, you're already. Yeah. We, you, if you haven't watched the episode at this point, I mean, yeah, I don't even know why yeah. you would. Oh, you know, to this show, like. Clearly, we're going to talk. Right. We're going to see Cad Bane. Little tip, tidbit. And there's so many characters in the show. Obviously, we've talked about Ahsoka Tano already and Luke Skywalker. I don't think there's any other big names that stand stand up to those. Um, but, um, yeah, I feel like I really do feel like Boba Fett might use that Darksaber um, at some point. All right. You you can only pick one. You That's can my have one. the Darksaber or you can have a pet Rancor. Which do you choose? Adam, go first. Oh, oh okay. Uh, uh oh i weirdly feel rancor because i feel like i'm actually more likely to injure myself with the dark saber <laughs> you're less likely riding a rancor i love yeah. that answer. Yeah. grant what do you say i'm gonna go dark saber i love rancors they are really they're loving creatures i'm told but um i don't know like it's not very applicable to my applicable to my daily life like just riding a raincore around Wait, but like, why is a dark saber applicable to your daily life what are you doing with your are you kidding me i could cut wood today right now i could just like <laughs> you know i forget axes like i don't know yeah. the dark saber like it's pretty sweet you hang on the wall like it's small compact you keep it in your house you know i don't know that's true it is it is very that's it's a really that's a really good pe- uh good point grant i picked um rancor <laughs> all right well i'll be the one who picks the dark saber it doesn't have no, it, it which i feel like rancor is like the odd option given it could just kill you one day like but if it was your pet rancor yeah what if you like slipped in like some meat juice though and it just like mistook you for also great what is what is going on with your daily life you think you think you the dark saber will be applicable yeah. And Wait, you were talking about coming after on are Mandalorians like landing in my lawn after I get it. Like, is it? <laughs> oh yeah, people could, challenging yeah. me to tools, like every, all the time, all the time. That would be a great post office. That would be a great. <laughs> just someone, maybe like, that's season two. Yeah, some guys yeah. like, dude, I just want to make a cup of coffee, and then nope, Amanda's here to like challenge you for the saber. Oh, that would be that's season two right there. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll start being funnier like as the season goes on. Um, all right, so we've got that, and so we still we're still with Scott. Oh, we're still with Scott. Yeah, so Scott gets excused, Oliphant, uh, and then we get more peak Oliphant uh, in the bar in that, Freetown. Sorry, not Mouse yeah, bar. It, That's right, in Freetown, and just the the discussion between him and Dim Jaren is just great. Like, I just want to watch them have a conversation for forty five so minutes. Good. Yeah, it is some guy in a helmet. He's like, he's like, that's why uh, you get your way so much. It must be that great smile. Of yours. It's such a great yeah, smile. Yeah. So good. And like the weak way bartender is like the perfect <laughs> yeah. um, comic relief. Like in that scene, like the whole scene, I really like the energy around Cobb Vanth. Like, can we talk about yeah. Vanth energy right now? Like oh, hashtag yeah. Vanth energy. Like <laughs> that should be an energy drink. Like, and yeah, we'll make, we'll add that to our t-shirt as the logo. Um, yeah, like that energy of that scene was great. It felt like it felt like Han back in the in Chalmans, like in A New Hope. Like it felt like classic Star Wars in like a really fun way, which is that 
the it wasn't like so foreboding or trying to move a plot forward. Like that's what I like about this episode is it yeah. breathes and it's not trying to push plot. I mean, like just you know, and it, 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 it shovel it in. It's really just that's it's really the, just taking in the air and yeah. you're getting the you're getting like kind of like sit at this point. And Oliphant has a lot of moments where he's not talk. He's not talking. It's a lot of just facial expressions and he's killing it in this episode like there's a lot of nonverbal stuff that Cobb Vanth does that I don't oh, think God. I've like seen since like you know like Adam Driver like it's just, like yeah. really powerful <laughs> facial expression expression work I, and I think Thor Morrison's doing great yeah I think he did it every episode in Deadwood and every episode in Justified. He's it's just true. like supernatural. Like but this, this episode where he gets like breathing for him. Deputy Scott and stuff, like just some of like the and the end. Like I don't know. Like uh, the, the yeah, let's let's go there. Later part of it. Yeah. So anyway, so Mando's trying to recruit him, and then you know um, he plays Vanth, coy, Vanth but Vanth wants like, Vanth yeah. is a little coy and reluctant to like join, and then uh, at the meeting, but at the meeting, but then later. he's like taking yeah, it dead. Best part is the weak way goes. Yeah. That's a city folk fight. That's like yeah, a city yeah. folk problem. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, that's great. That's cool. That's great. That's our one like real world uh, reference we needed. That great, thanks. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. I know. We're talking about this like one isolation. You're like, oh well, that's extremely short sighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and you'll find that out shortly. That fight. That fight for city folk. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that guy's great. That guy's actually stand out. Like I'm excited to see that character. Yeah, he he was. Although the I am like character in um, Deadwood. Oh right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, the uh. So then Mando leaves. Uh. Vanth is like, you know, gather all the men and women of fighting age. You know, I want to have a meeting. Yeah, yeah he's gathering and, a posse. And yeah, then yeah. we get the most western beginning <laughs> of the most western scene ever in any Star Wars because Cobb Vanth is just outside. Just buying his own business as Marshall. He feels a wind blow through yep. wind chimes. <laughs> through awesome wind chimes. To yeah. wind, and senses wind that something and is coming. Like, okay, like, okay, classic Western trope. Like, but and nothing then, happens, and yet he knows to turn and look in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. But then, but there's great beat. Yeah, so then he looks out to the desert. It was amazing. The dark silhouette, um, the figure approaching, you know, in the yeah. distance. Uh, and he does this great blocking of just Vance kind of like classic kind of sh- sh- sheriff motif of him mm-hmm. kind of leaning against the railing, walking down the steps, walking yeah. past, you know, one of his, uh, the town's and, citizens. And he's like, why don't you tell everyone to go inside for a spell? And it's just like very I don't, calmly, just, like yeah, very yeah, much. Just, like, just, just like, go for a spell for a spell. He says, oh, go so inside good. for and a spell. And just crushes this like. Yep. Have you ever seen someone crush this hard in like a Western themed? Only sort of Timothy like... Oliphant. I know. Only Timoth- uh, Timothy Oliphant <laughs> in, in everything thing, in he's like ever done. In another galaxy. Like it's yeah. not even American. Once upon a time in the West. By the way, do you uh, remember he was I the mean, evil hacker in uh, Die Hard, uh, Live Free or Die Hard? Anyone remember that? <laughs> Moving on. There is no, his filmography is fast. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. <laughs> it's very, it, there's a lot of variance. Um, All right. So then we see our guy, right? Here he is. And so. we get hey they man do they draw this out he yeah, is like he is the size of a grain of rice on the screen yeah. when we first see him but but like classic Star Wars style mm-hmm. like the silhouettes enough right and yeah. I was just like oh my gosh they did it oh and then my... from from the desert a stranger comes yeah it, this is your victory lap right Grant because yeah. you yep. or you both might have called uh, Cobb Vance being the one 
No, I didn't call yeah. Cobb Vanth. I just said, you know, even no, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Yeah, I mean, I kind of assumed I Cad get those Bane, two mixed up all the time. Was going to show up in this season. Yeah, yeah. I always thought. Yeah. I always thought. I think we watched. I think after you know a few of our episodes of Mando season one, very early on, I was like, wow, this show yeah. has the DNA for gunslinging western standoffs, and who better than Cad Bane? And I think we've been talking about that for like, I think a lot yeah. of people, have, you know, obviously he's the western. Oh yeah, yeah, he it's is, not a reach. Uh, Lee Van Cleef sort of character for Star Wars. And so, well, can I, I, uh, I'll say this about him. Yeah. I think he is what people thought Boba Fett was. Oh, but I, I think this reinstated exactly who Boba Fett is. And I hope, I hope this leads to a really interesting conflict where Boba Fett's left to be a lone wolf in some way. Like, I'm mm, still hoping. Yeah. I mean, I'm still. We'll get there. Really but we set it up a bit at the end of this episode. In some crazy way, but I know maybe he maybe he wants to hang out, and rule over a territory. But I, I don't I don't think we're gonna see much of that in season two. If there's a season two, maybe he's off to be something else. But um, so and then obviously, uh, you can just tell right from the chin it's Cad Bane, uh, yeah, walking, and uh, beautiful shot of just Oliphant, Oliphant, um, Cobb Vanth walking out to the center of the road just yeah. to face him, face him down. Uh, that was really cool. Um, and again, just visually, they reduced the ten-gallon hat. The twelve—it tw- was like a twelve. It was like a fifteen-gallon. Now, it's yeah, like yeah, that's a twelve. And yeah, <laughs> it's a solid tw- it's, ten, it's, ten. Yeah, it's it's lost a few gallons. Um, I got rid of the toothpick, which to me was the thing that I think. Like, so yeah. here's, here's I could have done. I could have done more toothpick and more like nope. sand and more wind. Like, I could have done a lot. You I, really draw. Get take it down a notch. You got to take it down a notch for live action. I would have been I, like, wait, there's a sandstorm coming get inside, and then you know who comes. I have to say, storm, the stranger. But um, I well, let me say it. So I because there's kind of like entrance and there's a lot of enter people actors entering and exiting. And it just feels like, oh, they're just gone now because they've well, exited. And that's what I got to say is I love his exit. And we'll talk about why he exits the way yeah. he does in a moment. That he just walks away and there's no sandstorm. So he, so as long as we saw him walking into scene, I love the fact that he's just walking that confidently out yeah. of scene. Oh, and yeah. No one's going to bother him because yeah. who's going to mess with him? Like he doesn't need a sandstorm. Right. He's just like, I could walk five miles in bright sunlight and no one's going to mess with me. But I know we've it's talked true. about it. I've talked about it a lot. A Cad Bane is not my favorite character in Star Wars. He is quite solidly bottom tier for me, um, for whatever reason. Um, I absolutely loved what they did with him in this episode. Yeah, And it's like, it makes me want to go back and rewatch every episode he's been in. Like, this is... I, I was dreading, might be an overstatement, but I was not psyched about the fact that i thought for sure they were going to have a cad bane a uh, 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 cad bane versus boba fett showdown in this series i was not yeah. looking forward to that and now i want nothing more than that <laughs> i love this episode because he makes a direct reference to uh, a screenwriting trope or like a screenwriting <laughs> kind of uh, the tutelage note which is you know, dialogue being on the nose. And in this scene, there's this almost meta moment where he's like, 
He's like, I'd be careful not to stick your nose where it doesn't belong. And he himself does not have a nose. Yep. Yeah. 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 It, is the, it has irony. It's on the nose. He doesn't have a nose. It's like hitting on so many different layers of like what kind of like breaks emerging in a story. And it's like, it's actually just like a beautiful, I think, um, uh, tribute to that the kind of learning process and screenwriting. And I, I hope that's what that, why that's there because it's, it's really funny. And, um, yeah, it was. I, yeah, and it was, it was sweet. I was yeah. also Adam, like rooting yeah. against um, having uh, Cad Bane in here, just because they, you know, Filoni's played the card a lot. We just saw yeah. him in, um, we just saw him in Bad Batch Bad as Batch. well. Uh, you know, he's seventy-two years old in Galaxy, which is fine if Duros, you know, age older. And yeah, it's they did they did age him up in this. But yeah. I'm like, he could have that could have been a lot of different things. And he decided, to, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Uh, like, it's worth it for that, like, classic shot that they did with Cad mm-hmm. and Cad Bane. Um, and, and I think they they nailed Cad Bane. Like, he was terrifying. It was a perfect, like, live rendering of him. Like, it was, I don't know. I, yeah, I was like, oh, Cad Bane. And then, and then I was instantly in oh. the scene. Oh, I loved it. I was like in love with this villain. I thought this villain was, I was, I, this is what the show needed. The show needed an intimidating, yeah. threatening well, villain to, that, to create pressure, to add tension to Boba's, um, you know, dealings. And I feel like uh, this is the character to do it. Uh, I can't wait to see what this character does in the final episode. Yep. Um, either I will make some predictions at the very end here, but like just some of the lines that he said, like he's like, Whatever Fett is paying you will match. A lot of this feels like a D campaign, yeah. too. I don't want to, yeah. like, I, I, I've been <laughs> saying this throughout our entire time talking about Mando and Boba, but like a lot of this feels like Dungeon Masters, like just trying to entice the, the players in a lot of ways. But, um, he's like, Whatever Fett's paying you will match. To, to cop van as long as the spice um, keeps running you'll yeah be left alone. that was the that was really my favorite oh yeah that will that, and that's the last line i mm-hmm. think right that is the real button of the scene but um should we talk about the standoff itself like, yeah i mean this is a classic quick draw and they and they again the, the difference between mando yeah, and yeah we'll I'll talk about deputy scott in a minute um <laughs> but it's just like they i love how much boba fett the book of Boba Fett will just linger. They will take their time, yeah. like the pacing on this. And and what's great about it too is like there was no doubt in in my mind how this standoff was going to end because you don't that's introduce Cad Bane. No, guys, I don't that's, know if you guys still, know that's this. That's the other thing with Bane is you're just like uh, you know how it's going to end, so yep. there's no drama. It's like uh, no one beats Bane. No. Though no, I was rooting tense. for Oliphant with all my might there. I was yeah, rooting for Bane. He'll, he'll be back. Um, yeah, he'll so, not for sale. Marshall's not for sale. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like, why couldn't we have give Scott Debbie Scott that voice? Because like, I would have liked him better if he was actively yeah. doubled down and being bumbling. But yeah. he's just so cocky. And like, again, yeah. this illustrates why Cobb Vanth is too good for Tatooine. Because he gets shot because he's worried about his deputy instead of focusing on yeah. the, the killer the in drop. front of him. Yeah. yeah. But he wants to make sure his his guy's alive, which backfires stupendously. As my new favorite background will show. 
Oh, it's just nice. that's a great background. Oh, yeah, there he is. Ba-boom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's Deputy Scott getting he actually gets, smoked. He gets like four to the chest, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yo, did you notice afterwards when the when the people run out of the buildings? No one runs, no one runs no to one's Scott. Scott. <laughs> Everyone, they're like, that guy is dead. I also, my favorite thing is on Wikipedia. It's not his, his, <laughs> his title is not under like Deputy Scott. It's just Scott. So if you go to like starwarsfandom.com slash wiki slash Scott, it brings you to this. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of like, so again, subtitles on after, after uh, Cobb Banth gets shot once, um, there's so much, so people running and all of the dialogue underneath is like, <laughs> is like just, oh my God, what happened to the deputy? Da, 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 or what happened to the marshal? One person says, Something, something's wrong with the marshal is my favorite, like, underline. I'm like, yeah, he got shot. Like, we know what's wrong with him. Yeah, and he's just having Did a he die? Because, like, the shot, like, hit his Un- shoulder. Confirm. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine. No, he's going to yeah, be I just fine. Bane intentionally winged him because he needs order in that town. Mm. And then, yeah. but he was just, like, to let him know how serious he was, he put four in the deputy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, He yeah. also, between scenes, moves, moves positions. Um, where he's on his side and he's on his back later on. Okay. So I don't know if that's just bad continuity or suggesting that he's kind of yeah, still alive. He's, he's still alive. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you. They would have done a bigger Oliphant. thing if he was yeah. dead. You know. Yeah, he's probably alive. Um, all right, and then like that's and then Cad Bane walks back. Uh, you know, as long as the spice keeps flowing, everyone in this town will, will be left alone. Like that's what he kind of says at the end there. So and pieces out. The wind kicks up his duster. It looks awesome yeah. as he kind of like walks back out of the desert. He looks so awesome. He sounds perfect. Yeah. Just like the fact that they had the, I don't know, tenacity or like the, uh, I don't know, the, the courage to like go like full tight on a creature. Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what we've wanted for a long time. We've for been a TV show. Been like where are the aliens? Where are the alien like? leads like right let's go because it's hard to do that with an alien face to be like okay this looks good enough that we can take this tight shot of their face and it's not going to look completely cut you know yeah a foam suit or whatever the eyebrow muscles like everything looks so good like he can gesture in so many different ways he just sneers and just sneers his resting sneer face yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's perfect, honestly, because it's the the card the the animated series. It was just he was just a little bit more kind of like, yeah, bumbling. I would say like what like, what Adam, you know, like it's just like he just he felt was a little more bit of a more caricature. Like, he was very yeah, he was a caricature of a western. Yeah, you know, he was all he was like the he was like the good, the bad, and the ugly all together, basically. <laughs> and in this, true. he's like just the bad, and it's great, like it's perfect. Um, but watching the standoff of the Cobb Vanth, it just felt right. Like it just everything felt in universe. It fit. It didn't feel weird. You know, it felt Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Um. It was amazing. Let's let's go down. Poor. So then we we flash to uh Garza's bar for a second, which oh, right. is by all the side, and right. we get the you know we get our two. Um, There's probably there so many two... Easter eggs in that scene. Like I was like, do I pause this? Well, and, like, so the important this cantina, like there's a lot going on here. The, Ma- the important thing is Max Rebo wasn't playing that night. Right. right. He yeah, once yeah, again yeah. escapes <laughs> death. There were some musicians once again. Playing, though, playing their hearts out. I felt bad. 
Yeah, the they drummer would be would be solid, and then oh, a yeah, Jizz Wheeler was present, I think. Yeah. And there was a there was a Biff Jizz Jizz Wheeler. Yeah, um, yeah, who was laying it down, laying it yeah. down, yeah. Um, and then playing that smooth, smooth jizz. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know, and um, also I think it's funny that uh, this bar has two scantily clad helmet polishers. <laughs> yeah. Again, like all right, they're apparently they're always here. They're always working. they're just polishing Wait. helmets yeah, yeah. all over the bar. That's all they do. They're just paid to polish helmets. That's what they do. Just going just around offering helmet polishes, looking hot and polishing helmets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While I jizz mean, music is playing in the background, Boba refuses the helmet polish. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Some people are just not into it. That made me laugh out loud both times I watched this episode. I was like, the helmet polishers. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so yeah, that, no, that's I. That's something that, like, you know, I wasn't really questioning until now, right? This moment, I kind of just took it as, They're, you know, they <laughs> cleaning of cards like five times yeah. until people realized that's. Their I own know it, it really was until this watching. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 now I get it. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. And uh, then everyone I finally note for that scene, actually. I think we need to come back. I think we need to take a break, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to recover from that one. Who's, who um, are we doing ads for this, this month? And then there's a giant explosion. Wait, that doesn't that sounds see. bad too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I feel bad, man. Things exploding. Yeah. Uh, um, Garth, that anyway, Garza Thwip's sanctuary gets bombed by the pirates. Yeah. 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 Um I had to give you some uh, Jennifer light. Beals oh. down. It's a bummer. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was pretty that was gruesome. And like, I loved Garza Thwip. I thought she was such a great character. Jennifer Beals is like such a fantastic actress. Yeah. Like yeah. She, the whole Chris Santan monologue was like superb. I thought like just one of the best bits of acting in the show so far was her scene. Talking yeah, totally. Yeah. Also, we shall it's also see. like flash dance. No one's you know, didn't die on screen. We will see. Um, but I think it's interesting. You follow, you have two scenes in a row where um, the the deputy is murdered and the marshal's wounded, which is going to rally the troops on their mm-hmm. end, right? And then you have this scene, which is you're bombing something that's very important to the community. So it's just like the pikes are creating the force that are going to fight them, right? By doing this stuff, it right. feels like they're just going to rally the troops on the other mm-hmm. side. It's really interesting. They're kind of setting up their own demise. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, it, it does seem like he's got Boba on the ropes. I, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, we've only got one more episode yet and left, but I feel like let's do this last. That Rangor is coming out to play. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like his back's kind of the wall here. I know yep. they only showed a few of those pikes, but it'd be weird if they just their squad just ripped through the pikes and that was he's victorious well, at the end, you know. You're under you're under, uh, underestimating Boba's like bloodlust, dude. Once he gets yeah. going in a fight, like yeah, he's gonna he's lose unstoppable. It. I, I mean, don't forget the last <laughs> time Boba, like not only is he was he right, we haven't had the Boba now, Manor, he's now no. like honed warrior now. He's yeah. now like yeah. melee brawler. Like it's he's a different Boba Fett than what we all thought, you know? Yeah, and we haven't a, had full like metal Boba Fett, right? No. We've talked about this before. Like he has, they've been playing it up for a time where he's got the helmet on, he's using the jetpack, flamethrower, yep. knee missiles, and he's uh, like taking the field. No, we're going to see like what we saw with Django in episode two. Like, Well, that, this goes back like, to the fan made video that Rod Rodriguez made 
to kind of pitch not pitch but he just i think he was just like hey my sons and i did this for fun but we had a great time doing it which was oh, right like a boba fight scene and i yeah. was like what does that look like with you know like 20 million dollars behind it you know like just the the fight scene itself you know this is like 10 10 an episode or whatever yeah it's like what does that look like for just uh actually it'd probably be it's probably a lot of post work given it's going to be. I know. I'd love to see fun. that that uh, demo film he he showed them in full. They show some so cuts of it. It's on YouTube. It. It's like on YouTube. Oh, is it the full thing? Yeah, yeah. It's on like some news interview where he like went on the news and he was like, "Here's the thing I like made with my kids." <laughs> like, oh, it was the whole thing. Super oh, fun. Cool. Yeah, it's like it's like he used action figures. It's really cool. Yeah, they show some of it in that um, Disney, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine that's just that's that to motion picture scale where it's like he's got every tool he needs and it's going to be just spectacular fight scene. And just, you know, his passion is there for that choreography and, and spending the time to make sure Boba is just like a night like clotheslining people and just like, yeah, body dropping people. And like, yeah, I just see him fire his EE3 because I want to hear it. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I know there's like, like Pavlovian like things i need for yeah. Boba Fett. like i need him to talk with the helmet on i need like all the gadgets to be used like yeah. definitely the rocket pack yeah, like the he, actual rocket he's at least carrying the e3 but we haven't seen him fire it yet and it's bothering me now <laughs> yeah no that's that's his weapon of choice that's yeah. his main we had like, Bane in the mix i'm hoping there's like a longer shootout i'm hoping it's so the quick we got the quick draw i thought the quick draw was gonna be with boba and cat that was the thing i I was like, I think Filoni's going to do the yeah. thing that he sketched way back that animatic and like just do it live action because it would be awesome. But now that we did the quick draw, I'm thinking this is going to be more of like all out shootout with Cad. Yeah, I think Matrix so level. Yeah. It's awesome. Does you Cad know, Bane finally die in the next episode? Game. Yes, I think so. I think I think I think we're going to see his swan song because that that would solidify Boba Fett's place as the baddest um, bounty hunter. The, the other thing yeah. is. You know, we have a lot of muscle on Boba Fett's side. Black or Santan. We kind of do, yeah. Like, any of them. We have one yeah. so far <laughs> on the Syndicate side, which is Cad Bane. Yeah. So I also think we're going to see more muscle, more muscle on the opposite, opposite side next episode. That would make me super happy because, like, that was my one thing. I was like, yeah. you know, did it have to be Cad Bane? Like, could it have been Dirge? Could it have been boss? Could it have been a yeah. new character, like some new muscle that they're creating? Because like I now have complete faith in Filoni and Fabra to create new characters because I'm in love with a bunch of them now that they yep. made. So I have no doubt they could make a menacing, um, you know, a menacing bad force. I mean, they, they made uh, Moff Gideon, which he was very foreboding, but they could they could do a really tough antagonist, I think. Like, I trust them to do that. But they decided to call back Bane, which is cool. So maybe we'll get a couple more. Be nice to get a Dengar cameo. Like maybe this is where we get the guys, or maybe it's not this season. I don't know. I almost feel like Bane, Cad Bane, doesn't need anyone. Like I almost feel like that was the point made in a lot of ways, or it was like. I mean, I would agree with that, unless the three people you're talking about are Boba Fett, Dinjarin, and Black or Santan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I would take Black Chrysanthemum. I think Chrysanthemum yeah. could take a one v one. So you do Bosk give him a Bocast or something. You do Bosk versus Chrysanthemum. You would do Cad Bane versus Boba Fett. And oh, I see. Mando. Who fights Mando? And who fights Fennec? 
it would be poetic for for Mandalorian. Is it an even matchup? Or oh, Droid, it, it would be IG eleven. Would be uh, oh one yeah, or IG no or IG IG eighty eight. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really because he's afraid of droids and, and it would throw him off. Like IG eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. And Ben oh, is one hundred percent right because he's Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a really good call. Uh, All right, but uh, four four Lama and Zuckus aren't they droids or like someone? Uh, four Lama is a droid. Zuckus is a not yeah. is a Gran. Yeah. Is a Gran. No, no like Grand, Grand, are, no, Grand are the Grand. three-eyed things. Oh, like right. The... He's a something with a G. Anyway, yeah. Gand. 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 There you go. Thank well you. done. Perfect. <laughs> wow, that was a pull. Have you guys been playing like, Wordle? Jedi archives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. I think... you, Pat, you ran by Jocasta News desk. You're like, I know where this is. <laughs> I, I, and I think we're, okay, we've been putting it off. Uh, Here we go. Last scene. Last scene. Back to Grogu. And Luke in the fully oh, built temple. Guys, this is, I hope you guys had me in your heart at this point where I was like, when I saw that lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Luke oh. Skywalker lays out a lightsaber and then unravels that the chain mail. We finally see the chain mail. It's really cute. It's Grogu sized chain mail. Also, <laughs> way happened? better than that oversized smock he's wearing. Like, you need to take yeah. that park off and put on. What the- happened to the rest of the Beskar? Yeah, that was just the tip. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. gave him the tip. Just, just tip. tip. It's a little just tip. tip. Um, just, just. Um, um, I just so love that this know. scene was like uh, very. It, all I could think of was all. I, to be fair, all I could think of was Fourth Chamber by Jizza. Nice. Um, the, the, the quote. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's like, you can join, take the sword, and join me. Or you can choose the ball and join your mother in death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, um, which is from uh, the like... nineteen. It's uh, from Shogun Assassin, a nineteen eighty oh, film, so. and it was uh, yeah. But Jizza Liquid Swords, that yeah. was the sample, mm-hmm. which isn't very sophisticated, but it was a hip hop reference. That yeah, yeah. But so that saber, we I saw it, and I just noticed that the the hill was just a little stubby, short hill. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was looking because you yeah, guys said I was like, right the whole episode. So I was like, what I think it is. I thought he had built Grogu a lightsaber with mm. that ball, and I was like waiting for that. But then I was like, "Oh no, that is definitely." And then he's like, "This is Yoda's lightsaber," and I was yeah. like, "My heart fell out of my chest." <laughs> that basically makes like you know we that that makes him Baby Yoda. That makes him the next is going yeah. shoes. I mean, it, it is like it, one of you just said it, and it made me think about it. I got lost and thought about it, but like Luke could have been or the one person that would be this like inflection point if like these yes. the yeah. yoda characters I, he could like, rewrite one the at order. a time he could rewrite the rules of the order yeah. in a major way based on his defying of yoda and obi-wan to reach out to his own very close attachment his father and just try to you know yeah tug just, him back to the light and that's honestly guys i wouldn't be surprised if anakin saved grogu because if that could be the little sliver of goodness that was like secretly there, we only yeah. think of him like slaughtering oh. Jedi in that moment. Like, what if there's one moment where you saw that sliver of light? That's what connects to Luke. It's all like this deep, deep, deep poetry. It all connects. So cool. I don't. Know. I just think it would have been cool for for um, like Luke Skywalker, this little human life to like take all the knowledge from one of the Yoda beings and be responsible for transferring it to another 
Yoda yeah, being that will then really, yeah. teach that knowledge from Luke for Skywalker 900 for nine hundred years. years. Yeah, yeah. No, it's plus I, whatever I, else it learns. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think I think I, I think that's what we're going for in now that we're moving past the Skywalker saga, right? How do we continue the learning and teachings of the Jedi? And it's this. It's within yeah. this new Yoda, basically. All right. Well, let's let's get down to the that, like twenty five thousand dollar question. Who thinks he takes the lightsaber? Anybody? No. <laughs> Not yet. At I least. mean, how could he take the lightsaber given he yeah. just does not show up? He does no. not so, show face. Okay, so at, so like, why does he take the junctions in okay, like, you, galactic I, history? Let me give you let me give you the really boring reason, and then we'll go into the more interesting. No, no, reason. I know why he wouldn't because you could make a reason for no, why no. he wouldn't easily. You could easily make a easily so easy oh, to make a reason this for is why he so wouldn't. So much more the, boring than that. No, because he wasn't invented then. I get it. No, it's just no, like, no. Very, yeah, I don't know. What Wait, is it? Sorry. So this is like outside of world reasons. This is shoot. Oh. This is th- this is how you develop script reasons. Like this is why he's gonna oh. choose. This is my forte. This is so because unless you're going to in, in the next episode pick up immediately after this to be like this is his decision. We're gonna have to learn of his decision later in some other thing, right? And you have two options. The one is that he picks the lightsaber, in which case we're not going to see him for a while yeah. because he's not going to show up in any other show. Yeah, because he's, he's taking following the path, which, yeah. by the way, that's bad storytelling because you're just like, where's Grogu? Oh, I guess he picked the lightsaber or he picks the Mandalorian armor. And the next time we see him is when he shows up at the Mandalorian. Right. So, like, that's why he has to pick the Mandalorian armor for storytelling purposes, which I mean, is, I know could, is the they most could show boring. on screen him taking the lightsaber. I'm like, give him both. I'm screaming on my couch. I'm like, I mean, he's going to get give him both. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's, but he's Luke's gonna gonna be like, oh, take the lightsaber anyways. <laughs> Yo, so this is my theory on that. I mean, it's yeah, obvious go he's going to take the. I mean, I, everything points towards him taking. the. I mean, it's called the Mandalorian. He's a little Mandalorian. He's going to take the, the chain mail, right? But <laughs> I'm not going to doubt Ben ever. Again. Nope. Never. Go for it, Jen. Ben, no, but it's so boring, exactly but like, the more I happen. think about it, the more I want him to take that lightsaber. Too. I know. So, I know. Like, but it, so my, you, that's the my, longer journey, maybe. That's I set the, it to the TV. Pick yeah. the lightsaber. So there, I think, I think you can have your cake, uh, eat your cake and have it too, as the Unabomber said. Um, you, he, he goes to the Mandalorian now. But he lives for 900 years, yep. so you can do the Grogu and Ray show yeah. whenever you want to do it. And, you know, so we get to he, we get to have Wait, like, and I want to them that. together. That I sounds... need them together. <laughs> that yeah. sounds incredible. The Grogu and Ray show. The... Well, Finn better be there. I want Finn to be like yeah. a Jedi who oh, yeah, wields Finn a blaster too. and a lightsaber. Like, I'm dying here's, for that yes. canon. Heck, here's the I would other... do the Grogu and Finn show. Like, yeah. Finn oh, that would be like, amazing. That'd be yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Here's the other reason I think he's picking the the armor. Um, so I feel like this episode was a test of concept idea, which is how viable is it to have long scenes with face replacement technology? And can we engage with that for long periods of time? Because that would be the lightsaber. <laughs> well, no. Well, no, oh. because here's the thing. Because here's my thought is because then if he picks the lightsaber, if we were to have a Luke Skywalker show, which I think this is setting up, to be honest, I think we are getting a Luke Skywalker show at some point soon. <gasps> I started because to like that. I, started I, I to know it, this is like this that. is proof ben of concept. No, say it for it to be true. It's Ben. Say it. Say it. <laughs> no, it's because it's it's proof of concept, right? Like this works. And so if you have him keep the lightsaber, this show then becomes into a Luke and Grogu show, which is interesting, but also is somewhat limited. 
versus if Grogu leaves, he has no students, which means Luke has to go out into the galaxy to search for artifacts and search for force sensitive people, which is a right. much more interesting yep. show. <laughs> Yeah, I I wanted I, I have really no desire to watch a uh, Jedi Academy live action show. I think that would be a no. waste of Mark yeah. Hamill's time. I want to see Searching the Galaxy. Yeah. Don't you think Grogu on. should just have that saber though? Like, when yes. is Luke yes. gonna meet another Yoda like species? Exactly. Wait, get out. Luke, of here. So so Luke is gonna give it to him and be like, get okay, out. follow this path. But you know what? If I... you ever change your mind, like follow the Force. May the Force be with you always, and give him Yoda's lightsaber. Because Ahsoka's not a Jedi, and she has lightsabers. Yep. Yeah. So a lightsaber, a Jedi does not make. Right, and how could you deny that child a, a beautiful lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. With when no he training. Saw Ignite, he was like, oh, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe. He would hurt himself. I'm worried about his ears. Oh, like, he, oh, oh. I'm so worried. And he, <laughs> he tried to eat it. it. Yeah. Well, is this part of Luke's? Allow a new look for. I just don't know how that chainmail is gonna look, guys. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm very worried about that too. <laughs> like, I don't think that? it's gonna look great. I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Lord of the Rings. It's gonna be like Mithril that Wait, he'll wear under his potato sack. Exactly. He'll just be under. Baby Grogu with like melee instruments that he. Uh, uses Cad Bane, because he's a you know what. So yeah. what if Cad Bane lays a finger on grogu that's maybe it's that's where we get like it's gonna protect him from lightsabers too i'm just saying yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's what we might see is if like cad bane takes a pot shot at baby yoda and then he falls over and and yeah. like he doesn't know he's wearing the, the 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 mithril then we get you know the mandalorian losing his stuff but i you know i think that it's just i baby yoda can jump in front of a bullet guys baby yeah, yoda can jump in front of a blaster ball i'm walking away yeah, he's totally into it. So also part of me wonders, is this is Luke setting us up or setting us up for a false dichotomy lesson? Well, you just went really highbrow there, man. You're gonna that is going to happen. I'm promising. What, what I mean is like, is Luke setting him up to be like, this is not really a choice you have to make. You can have both. Like for all we know, Luke uh, is trying to change something of like yeah. what my connection to my father is actually what saved me. And saved him in the end, right? So maybe what he's actually teaching him is that, no, you don't have to choose. You can have both. Take the lightsaber, take the armor, go save your friend. Because, by the way, the last time I was with someone like you, you yeah. told me not to go save my friends, and you yeah. were wrong. <laughs> like, maybe that's actually what yeah. we're yeah. learning here. Yeah. Is that, like, maybe it's a, it's a lesson in showing him that there's not these, you have to choose one or the other. You can do both. Yeah, yeah. They did a really nice job of setting up um, Grogu to make the choice for himself. And I mean, no one really knows Grogu's intellect level. It seems, you know, infantile and childish, but who knows, you know, um, it's a different species. Or whatever. I mean, he's just, he's dealing with a lot of trauma. Like a lot of trauma. That yeah. is what that character represents. That character has really intense trauma and it's just heartache. It's heartache. It's tough. And, like, yeah, that character represents the attack. That character represents the fall of the Jedi in like a major way that like Luke can't really represent because he came after that. So, yeah. His character represents a whole, it's a whole and the, the his the 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 aging his aging process lends to that in a wonderful way where he can yeah. he can stand for that time, be connected yeah. to Yoda, be at that be, pivotal yeah. junction in history, and continue forward having that memory that trauma from that moment. It's like wow, that's his he's history. He's walking around. He's Star Wars history. There could be Grogu stories after we're dust. 
like new I, yeah, Anakin, Anakin saving him would be poetic, super poetic. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And Hayden is like, where is the Hayden footage? Like, he's clearly doing Obi. Oh, you gotta wait for it. You gotta wait for it. You gotta. No, this is gonna, I mean, the gonna save that the for Obi was Boba. All right, I'll just call it because I'm gonna make it not happen because everything I've said has been wrong. But I think we are now moving into the territory where we are going to get after the credits scenes at the season finale of most shows, hinting at the next show, teasing the next show. If the next show is Obi Wan. Maybe we do get a after the credits, Anakin and Grogu scene very quickly. Like maybe we get no, that. Actually, actually, no, it wouldn't Anakin happen. Grogu, Anakin, Anakin Luke, yeah, in Anakin, uh, Anakin, Ahsoka. Like any one of those would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot of meditating, and so there's definitely definitely lends to flashbacks and visions and uh you have great legacy characters that you can always bring back in star wars no one's ever truly gone as luke said um there's there's so much you can do visually and there's but just it has to be meaningful and it has to make sense and uh feel not feel forced in any way and i feel like an anakin you want to be very delicate with just because like so much of that character on screen already and then Right, it's, it's hard to judge so harshly. That's why I think now, they're if you going want to do Anakin stuff. It. it has to be like perfect. Like you have to, uh-huh. you have to reinvent like how Anakin is shot, what he is essentially on screen. You have to reinvent the magic of what that character could represent. You know, I don't know. Um, that's it's kind tough. of it's tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah, really tricky. tough. All right, so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're shooting off like into the far future here. Let's just say, yeah. how is Episode Seven going to end? Where, where are we going to be when Episode Seven? Ends? Don't you want the Jurassic Park Rancor roar like Boba wins most Palgo, most uh, yeah. Espa? I don't know. I mean, I do, but I have a feeling that I, that Cad Bane is just going to kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I think he I wins. Have the same exact feeling, which is good to go have going into the finale. That's a great, that's, a, that's good stuff. Yeah. I think he wins, but loses everything. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, I think he comes out triumphant, but everything is just... Mm destroyed at the I end like he's just better. like i have to move on like this is like like i yeah. won but at what cost type of thing right exactly is Gars is gone. All his, friends are gone. his group yeah adam still do you have that belief at all is anyone in yes. his group in his yeah. inner circle working yeah. with cad bane yeah and it's gonna be at the that happens in all gangster films it does that's why all and ways. and if anything the show is shown there they follow the tropes pretty pretty closely yeah. but i mean i'm happy to be wrong because the only person i really think it could be you know, is um, well, I can't think of her name now. Suddenly, Fennec. is is Fennec Shan, um, which I don't want to see, but I'm suspicious. It's almost set up for that in this episode, given just how much like sway she has with the group and like how she is the, I yeah. guess, the giving the debrief in this episode. And it's yeah. like, oh, if anything was to go bad, well, she could make it go bad so quick because it seems like she's moving the pieces for Boba. Like it seems like, isn't it interesting? She's general that Cad Bane shows up immediately after the Mando's there, not at some other time, because if he was showing up specifically because he dumped, you know, spice, he could show up anytime. But we or know Mando like Mando's was, going right. to this, this like he town, was following Mando. Go, go to where he's going and just and tell that town to not. Right. Yeah. So Mando was at the meeting where Fennec Shan and everyone else in Boba was there and said, I know someone I'm going to go visit this person and then suddenly Cad Bane shows up afterwards and happens to take care of someone who might be 
Mm. All right. That's great. You know why I love that is because Fennec Shan is so smart and Fennec is like, you know, like a fox, like a desert fox. Mm -hmm. Foxes are tricky. Yeah. (laughs) Get shot in the gut. Native American fox like lore and Campbellian Native American, you know, studies. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. This character might be a trickster, honestly. But I think I love this state like conspiracy theory. Fennec Shan is evil. And, Wait, uh, she fights I'm Cad Bane in. I think it's funny, Bad but I Bash. really don't think it's Does that. she not? Sure, that was like yeah. thirty years ago. <laughs> Things yeah. change. Things yeah, change. I mean, it, it could be. All right, it's it's a it's a wild theory, you guys. You got to. I, I like it, yeah. and you might it's be right. It's a good theory because it happy to be wrong. The enforcer mismatch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it immediately fixes. Yeah, it, it does fix it. I just don't think that they would take Fennec off the board for future projects. Well, I, I mean, Cat doesn't necessarily take her, off. The board. They might doesn't take her off the board. They take her off the board. Just keep her around as a as a uh, as a bad character, right? And you can also have the redemption, right? You can have the redemption yeah. arc, which is what we have in Star Wars Wait, all the did time. Did we not just read like a fifty issue comic arc where it was like all the bounty hunters clashing and no one dies? Like we're good. <laughs> like, yeah, we we no sure did. All right, so um, I have a I have a theory. I think it's. I, it comes from the last episode, episode five, where they were talking about uh, building up the covert and like mm. adding people to their clan. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> that's next. That's next season. Well, so, I mean, it could be almost anybody if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah. Because like four candidates, if, if suddenly Din Djarin is like goes on his pilgrimage with maybe this like little cadre he's building up um, this ensemble. And they're like, oh, we'll go with you. And then he goes to the, you know, he gets the waters and he comes back and they're like, we need more Mandalorians. Who's he going to tap if he's asking for Mandalorians? And so, like, I mean, I think we already have Clan Mudhorn is Grogu and uh, Din Djarin. Mm -hmm. But I mean, think about who would be make great man. I mean, Boba Fett is like maybe I think all of his people get killed. He gets kicked out of out of um, Mos Espa and has nothing else to fight for. He doesn't want to be a bounty hunter anymore. and so. Din Djarin's like, go be a Mandalorian. And then, yo, Fennec Shan would make a great Mandalorian. You know who else would? Black Kersantan would make a great Mandalorian. And um, I've never know, seen a maybe I'm drunk with power but, because of a couple of great guests. But you know where I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, if suddenly this is like this super team, like Avengers. Ben, Mandalorian if, if I look at anything, I'm listening to every word you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, God. Documenting. 100% going to happen. <laughs> uh, you hear you've some... totally jinxed me now. That's that, that's <laughs> yeah. it. But uh, but no, that's what I, I, I don't know. I just heard that in that last episode and I was like, yes, find more Mandos. That's a fun. I don't. That's a I fun don't... show. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you build up with is this there... squad, dude. Black K and Beskar. Are you kidding me? love to see it i just don't know if boba's whole gang is gonna go be mando's i feel like um and then and then he's gonna Bo-Katan combine all the forces with other mandos we set up bo katan with the armor we've mentioned her oh, yeah we're and gonna, so there's a big setup three for sure. hey, where's bo katan and she's gotta come it's, back yeah in. but she's gonna be an antagonist then i think when the next time because yeah. clan crease is she left me and like next time i see you i'll kill you or something or what yep she was yeah. like, next time I see you, it's going to be get real. Like, yeah, because I'm taking yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, Darksaber. yeah, oh, let's go. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. go. like I'm down. Is Land there... Kree's want smoke. They want smoke. Yeah. yeah. Is there any chance Boba Fett ends up back in the Sarlacc uh, pit? 
after oh, at the end of this episode. Is, the, the Starlight that dead. is tragic. Oh, that's that right. Is, I forgot it was. I forgot the Starlight was, yeah, it was destroyed. A, I forgot it was completely no. destroyed with a with a sonic uh, with a sonic uh, torpedo. Yeah. Never mind. All right, because Barney's like. Because that would also be like a really good ending to like if you're going into the second one as you ended a low point of like he's been betrayed by his trusted whatever. And yeah. they just like, I know what to do with him. But right. never mind. I forgot because the like, Starlight was blown up, which is I, I think Boba Fett has three paths, right? He can either win the day and become this like domo of some podunk town in Tatooine. Yep. Which mm-hmm. seems like a waste of talent. Yeah. Uh, he can. Well, he can lose. Um, he could. Uh, he could become a bounty hunter again. Yeah. Um, and just decide. Yeah, so he could lose and then, try, you know, decide I'm just going to go hunt bounties. But I really well, don't think he's going to yeah. do that. Or a no. third one is I'm going to embrace my Mandalorian roots. This is my is tribe. It? My tribe are these people and they're taking me in and then um, go find some other exploits on Mandalorian. Know, the way the show's structured makes me think the ending will be like twin sons and Tuscans and Boba. But like. The way I want the show to end is like Boba loses everything and has to take a mission from the huts on Nel Hutta and it like ends. That's how yeah. I want it to end. <laughs> yeah, that's how I want it to end. Here's my new ending. <laughs> they won't do that. But... He wins but loses, and the last shot is him just wandering back out into the desert. Mm. Sure. Or it'd be great if, the, I don't know, like, I feel That'd like there's be wild. a little killer that. instinct in Boba. Like, and I, I don't know what it is. There's some sort of berserker style to him that's like, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to go it. berserk. He's definitely, he definitely take from He's going to survive. That whole thing is built like, in now. Um, just makes me think at the very end of this season, he could be like, "I'm good at one thing, and that one thing is like dispatching people." You know what I mean? Like he's like, "You're good at taking yeah. people out," like, and like kind of like lean into that, like that's what well, I do. And I'm like Wolverine style, like like I'm good at what I do. You know. So to not to double down on my own theory, but if Fennec Shand is a traitor, I mean, and she gets away with it. Isn't that season two is him being a bounty hunter, but he's hunting one bounty, which is Fennec Shand, just hunting down Fennec Shand. Yeah. Cross the galaxy. That's a good bounty, too, because there's a lot of fun cat and mouse that can happen there with Fennec outsmarting him. Because one of the biggest complaints is that Boba Fett hasn't gone anywhere other than here, which is not my complaint. I actually quite strangely, I didn't think I would enjoying how much he's not traveling. And we get a little bit of the travelogue stuff with the Mandalorian. But I don't think you can sustain that. Ben, as you mentioned, like in season two, I don't think we could have him being like, yeah. here's season two. He's still but, in Mos Espa. That's why I think he gets absorbed by the Mandalorian. Yeah, that could be. That could be too. Yeah. Like he gets one why season. Why was Fennec on yeah. Tatooine in the first place? Do we remember? Because she uh, was a life debt with. Not really, she but she on the chooses run. to be with Boba Fett. On the run well, from who? I don't. Oh, she think, was on the run. Yeah. Yeah, right. because he picked from up her Cadman. bounty well, with um, baby Bobby Carnival. Yeah. Um, and then. He was, he was just, yeah, I don't think we heard why. I don't remember. We have to look back, but yeah. yeah. Actually, I have that thing up so I could look. That yeah, might be important. I don't know. It'd be cool to check that out again. Um, it's that's the gunslinger, right? That was the one. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Elite mercenary and assassin Fennec Shan. Yeah. She's just on the run and it's a Toro Calican aspiring bounty. Sure. Sure. I was like, um, Treasure of Sierra Madre kind of movie. It was like she was yeah. up in the hills, like shooting yeah. down. Yeah, was kind of thing. yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great, that was a fun episode. Um, Toro Calican gets a lot of backlash. I don't know why. Um, people really, yeah, really, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, I mean, that character was exactly what that character was supposed to be. Yeah, he was perfect. He did his <laughs> yeah. thing. You're not yeah. supposed to like him. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. That character's like, yeah, he's supposed to be a middle-of-the-road character. You're like, yeah. do I like this guy? No, and he's cocky, <laughs> no, and he's whatever. Yeah, and That's yeah. fine. That's how you're yeah. supposed yeah. to feel. And that, yeah. that was the first time we saw Boba Fett, way back in season one. Yeah. Um, and that was a Filoni-directed um, episode. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I really did look at like the shoe matching, like the leg matching. I feel like there's like some differences in the clothing and the... Uh, the uh, yeah. A separate scene, but it, it's it was like, supposed to be the sound cue was supposed to tip. Yeah, you off. The, yeah. the spurs. Yeah. That's wild that they went on. The, that's wild that they used that sound spur, that sound cue, because ninety percent of the people I talked to didn't get that. They were like, "What? That's Boba oh, Fett's spurs." Then, like, yeah, he has spurs, I guess. But um, and they they showed the conversation with Favreau and Filoni talking about it in the behind the scenes, and Filoni's like, "Everyone's gonna know this." He's like, "As soon as you hear the spurs, everyone's gonna know." And hey, like, that's. They're, I mean, those are they're pretty fans. in touch with what we want as fans, but like, yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah. It's like he might be right. There's probably a tier I mean, of Star Wars fans that are like, oh, that's Boba Fett's birds, and like, just get it. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I don't think we you were know, so, I don't, I don't think you know about the jangle. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you <laughs> don't even know the jangle, dude. I love jangle, nail fat. it. But I, I'm pretty sure if we go back and listen to that episode, we kept going like trying to speculate and we're all like yeah, yeah but, but but we're like yeah yeah but it's boba fett like every time we kept going like well maybe it's this where we come back to be like yeah yeah but it's boba fett Wait, in that episode we, way we back when we, yeah really yeah, i'm pretty certain we were like certain it was boba fett Even, I, don't know. I don't think we knew because of the spurs we we're just like i, think I said cat bane or something every time it's a I, no, western i think trope, we like, kept bane, maybe i don't know <laughs> i think no i as i remember is we kept coming up with possible other people but i think we kept coming back around to like yeah yeah but it's boba fett <laughs> i could be wrong Go back to episode and get no, we'll have to go back, but no, maybe we did. Um, I don't know. We we did go through a lot of characters, so definitely go back and listen to that episode because yeah. you like hearing us just rifle through like thirty characters <laughs> that we think could appear in something. Yeah. I think we did. If you it don't, in you probably moment. don't listen to this uh, <laughs> because that's what we did. Yeah, and if you don't like that, I don't know why you're still listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah then you are not listening to this right now. You yeah. left it's about uh, an hour. And you left about minutes into this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Forty-five minutes ago. <laughs> But if you stayed here this long, I think there's welcome, and you're probably from Norway. Welcome. <laughs> yes, I know. I don't even. Can't even we're, we're so grateful. We're welcome. still doing great in Norway, guys. It's it's interesting. I'm actually going to visit. You know, once yeah, things settle down, beautiful country. Son goes home. I'm going to go visit. I should that start doing look research. Like, so I can start like naming. Is it common now? Now. Yeah, it's we're practically endemic. We're almost there, man. Okay. Yeah, almost. It's it's yeah. We're kind of yeah. Boof. There's a pill. I heard there's a pill. There's a pill. They're doing going to be doing vaccinations for six months and over soon. It's an endemic. Yeah. Yay! We got here because people. No are one. Dumb. You know what? No one knows about particulants like aerosol in the Star Wars galaxy. Nope. No nope. one cares. It's cool. Nope. When you spend Except so much time Mandos, they know. Space. Mandos are like, have you ever taken your helmet off? <laughs> you definitely yeah. have the vid. Like kindly yeah. leave. That's right. If you never take your helmet off, you don't have to worry about uh, variants. Um, another honorable mention, Joseph Shirley uh, did the score. Um, Wait, can we we'll never really the, know that one beat when they builder droids, the ant droids. Ben, yeah. I know you were there for that. Yep, like, the whole thing, like, dude. Dee, 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 dee. Yep, it was like it was like it was like I was like bobbing like I was like yeah. bobbing like uh, it was a rap beat or something. I was like into that <laughs> track. That was great. The and ant- then. It, yeah, it just seamlessly, if it was Shirley or Goranson, I don't really know, but um, someone seamlessly integrated the Mandalorian themes yeah. and the like classic John William themes. And yeah, it all worked together. Can, can we talk about like the natural, like horrific, like weird shrills of the Cad Bane scream, the uh, 
theme where it's like you yeah. heard like some screaming like it was yeah. like what it was like what was that it was I like don't know. It was screaming it did a great job of making the very heard violins that was in your head grant you just heard screaming in your brain yeah there's no like like so like this is this is for like listeners to understand cad bane in animated series versus live action in animated series like he gets like the a couple like um like plucks on the banjo and like he appears there's like the classic western sort of like rattles and snake rattle and stuff yeah in live action there's just someone screaming in the wind when this character appears (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. a stark your big difference. Of you have to be instantly of like scared of him. <laughs> like... I, I, dude, I loved how you only saw his mouth, and, and also he never says his name, even though he's asked his name. Nope. But he's just like it's his like hat brim over his eyes, and then the slow look. Like, so I mean, he's terrifying. Then the slow look up, and he's more terrifying. Yeah. You see his face, yeah. red eyes, giant, just red white. eyes. Yeah. yeah, and sharp teeth. Yeah, sharp, sharp <laughs> teeth. And yeah. gnashing his teeth as he talks. Yeah. Perma scowl. Yeah. Like it's Perma-scowl. it's the face yeah. of like it is the face of like warriors in battle. It's like in Haka, you make your face up like four times. I was like, this just like went like Sicario level violent. <laughs> this is Disney Plus. Yeah. But like it's a, this, but it's an alien. This is what we talked about. This guys, we talked about this like alien. so long ago. We were like, alien leads have the power to do like they can push the envelope like uh gender fluidity they can push the envelope with violence they can push the envelope with all the things that people have like political issues with because they're they're not they're humanoid they're not like us exactly and so we can project our real explorations onto them and so why not appear in in different medium medias you know mediums shows comics you know full series devoted to bosk let's get into his culture full comic series something like the Cad Bane stuff is awesome. In but, but think about how far we've come because in the Mandalorian season two, at the very end when they raid, they're all humans, right? And Mandalorians, but yep. they're all humanoids. And at the end of this season, we're going to have two groups face off that at least have one alien in each group. We're going to have a giant Wookiee on one side mm-hmm. and a Dur- Duros. Duros. Well, yeah. yeah. Good Technically pull. the whole, you know, Pike army are aliens. Right. And all the Pikes. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. Call. Pikes are slow on the draw, though. Yeah, like, Gamorreans. Gamorreans, yeah, the Gamorreans, too, right? The We're going to have a lot of aliens. going to recruit, like, actually. a gamorrean yeah. species, like a really strong, like, powerful fighting species. Yeah. I've, actually, the Gamorreans, I thought, were the best they've been yet in this one. There, there's the, like, bodyguard in the hangar, and then there's the one that gets after the mayor's aid there, like, when he uh, says right. something they stupid, look a he, like, chubbier. He, like, they're squeals like girthier. They look yeah, they're starting to fill them out. Yeah. Starting yeah. To get them closer and closer Looking to Java. And they, they emoted more, which they usually mm-hmm. don't. But it's just sort of like you get the menacingness of the Gamorreans in this episode. Um, I thought that was super. Okay. Uh, I this think... was a glowing review. <laughs> yeah. This right. was yeah, it's fine. It was, a, it, it was a 7 out of 10. It's, it was whatever. All right. Yeah. We got to end it. We got to yeah. end it. If we, you're we still listening to us two there. hours later, thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it. We hope you love this episode as much as we did. Uh, next week there will be carnage it's just going to be carnage and I think um, it's going to come out next Friday so a couple days after the finale and uh, we're going to try and record it in person uh, because rather than separated in different parts of our uh, star station here space mm-hmm. station um, so that'll be fun um, thanks very much for listening to us greatly appreciate it let's talk next week when yeah. uh, we get the finale of Book of Boba Fett 
you were one with the force, and the force is with you. There you go. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Yeah.